Oh, we're Welcome live. to Chronic <laughs> Combat Conversations, a live look at our Let best bets, picks, <laughs> and predictions for every UFC event with your host, TV Scouting MMA, and the guru back again for UFC London. You have Tom Aspinall taking on Curtis Razor Blades in your heavyweight contender main event. Man, this is a title contender eliminator if I've seen one. Also probably the Tui Vasa gone fight. But before we can get into all that craziness and this sick card that, you know, has some big shoes to fill with the last UFC London card, but I really think it does it quite well. We knew we had big shoes to fill as well. So why not bring the same guy back again? He fits the shoes perfectly. We've That's got cool. Verdict TikTok's own. We've got Howler Head's own. Man, we've got, dude, you've got the esports thing going on too. You're doing millions of different things online, man. We've got the Bane, Ben <laughs> Davis in the house. What is the going most, on, buddy? The most random assortment of like things. He's a he's a garbage man and he's a librarian, but he's also going to be drafted <laughs> by the Knicks this season. Yeah, it's like I, none of my <laughs> shit really like flows into each other. But hey, we do what we do. I'm doing great. So happy to be here. We had a lot of fun breaking down the prior UFC London card, and uh, like you said, it just makes sense that the same crew tackles uh, Aspinall versus Blade. So I'm just pumped to be here. I believe you, we went head to head on the main event last time, and I believe you were correct, and we were not. So, Did I, pick, well, I picked Aspinall by sub. I believe you, I believe you were just I on Aspinall. We were definitely on Volkov, and yeah, that was yeah. not cute. At Didn't all. work out, and Delilah's here no. to help out Bane and make sure he's got backup. Love it. This is we, love, we love the wiener dogs here, so she has never uh, been wrong on a pick. She is currently undefeated on her her betting, so this is going to be a big boost. What's her bet MMA today? page? I got <laughs> that third party tracking. <laughs> weenies, weenies picks. BetMMA.com slash weenies picks. <laughs> Shout out whoever gets that page up and running. Right. Beautiful thing. Shout out Daz, always in the chat, getting it popping. Make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. Make sure you're giving at Ben the Bane Davis, a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere. TikTok, that's the man. And we got a plan, and it's to break down UFC London. Uh-oh. And we got the stats without Guru reminding me. I, was I got a feeling. <laughs> I got a feeling we're off to beautiful things tonight. Guys. I got a feeling. That tonight we're going to hear some. Iron. Oh, yeah. We're popping the brewskis. <laughs> we're ready to go, guys. I mean, this is a party. Uh, and why not? Because we got a banger in the main event. Sometimes, you know, these heavyweight main card, you know, fights are a little bit sketchy. You know, you know the a ones little? I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> but here we are. We got Curtis Blades versus Tom Aspinall. I don't know if you can make a better matchup that's not a title fight. I think I'm more excited for this one from an all-around MMA perspective than I am for Gon versus Tui Vasa. Because, like, yeah, we know Tui Vasa is going to stand and bang, but, like, I'm curious what it looks like when these two guys get into some scrambles. I mean, it's going to be like something we've the octagon is going to be shaking as they're pushing <laughs> up against the cage and flowing all over the mat. I mean, I'm really excited. You got Tom Aspinall, you know, one inch taller, but Curtis Blades, two inches more reach. Blades is two years older, but with that comes 10 more UFC fights. I mean, I'm just so excited. You look at the striking numbers and it's clear, you know, in all these small, quote-unquote, small sample size fights of Tom Aspinall's, I mean, he's high output. 
And and you can see, you know, he's putting on the pace at distance. But Curtis Blades, he's not so far behind. Uh, I know it's green and red. You know, it looks a little, you know, black and white over there. But at the end of the day, you know, Blades isn't too far off what Aspinall's doing on the feet, at least from distance. And then you go ahead and you look at the takedown numbers. And, of course, I mean, Blades has got all the volume numbers there. But the question comes down to we've seen Aspinall kind of go to his wrestling when things aren't quite going his way on the feet or maybe he needs a quick break, change things up. Is that something he's going to be able to do here against Curtis Blades? I'm not so sure. Right now you got the line, Aspinall minus 130, Blades plus 110. The line closes this way the first time that Blades would be an underdog in, 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 Uf, uh, in his UFC career. So, I mean, Guru, where are you looking on this fight, man? Wow. Yeah, the, the line itself is you know, quite the uh, quite the enigma because, like you said, you've never seen Curtis Razor Blades at this number, and um, Vegas did not line it at this number. It has been bought to this number. Um, you know, I kind of wanted Tom Aspinall plus money about a month ago. We've never done anything like that. Um, so that was obviously proof that that's obviously without tape. That's again not something that we do. Um, but it was something I was thinking about. Now we we pull into this fight after doing the research and man it is a freaking tough one right because we continue we're like okay the volkov aspinall fight well at least we'll learn something you know really important about aspinall right we really thought that volkov was going to be the one to try to test him and um volkov showed that he just so, struggles so greatly to uh mm. use that god-given reach advantage and aspinall just crushed forward and 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 volkov had no way to maintain that distance and he went down, and he went down hard, and then he got submitted. Um, I just, I wonder, right, I, the narrative behind, oh, you know, Curtis Blades, he's only been finished by Lewis and Ngannou. Is he really going to lose? Like, I, I just feel like I, I don't know why Tom Aspinall isn't in that class of guys right now. Like, he, he there's nothing he hasn't shown in that respect other than, you know, going into the third or fourth round, which whose fault is that? Is that his fault that he's finished starching fools? Like, not really. Again, Volkov was supposed to be that test. And um, he didn't quite do it. So I, I do. I wonder what happens with if Blades gets rocked. I wonder what happens if uh, Blades gets tired starting to wrestle grapple. We've seen that happen before, right? Uh, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't get his, uh, his wrestling going very well against Derek Lewis. That was a problem. But at the same time, it wasn't right because he thought he was doing well because he was landing on the with the hands. We've seen wrestlers and guys fall in love with their hands and and they find themselves in trouble. Um, one little caveat, obviously, it's a very small sample size because who the fuck does this? But you know, Curtis Blades takedown defense, thirty three percent. He's been taken down, you know, attempted. You know, mm. he's been he's only faced six of them, but he's been taken down on four. So I wonder how much he practices in that. And if uh, Aspinall surprises him, grabs a single and tips him over, what happens? You know, mm. it's it's very sketchy. So um, I kind of lean towards the like Aspinall early finish again. And um, otherwise, otherwise, you blades plus money is like, you know, me and my plus money. It's hard to talk me off of that. So. I'm not super duper sold yet. I'm going to continue to look at shit. I want to see them uh, face each other. But now I'm kind of rambling. We need the Bane. That's why we brought him in. What do you got for us, buddy? Now, I went on Aspinall a couple months ago. Now, 
I'm flipping the switch. It's Curtis Razor Blades time. And again, you've mentioned it. You said it several times. At dog odds. Are you kidding me? This is a guy who typically will close minus 300, minus 400. And he's lived up to that. Dominating performances. Devastating finishes. Knocking out Chris Dawkins. And staking his claim at the top of this division. You say... And Ganu's finished him twice. Lewis has finished him once. Why isn't Aspinall in that category? Because Tom's a different stylistic challenge. Aspinall does not have these dynamite hands. He is heavy-handed. I give him that. But he's much more footwork-oriented. He's that new breed of heavyweight that kind of is more volume-focused. Po- and I just don't think that that's going to give Curtis Blades as many problems as an Ngannou or a Derek Lewis. Now, here's another thing. Jiu-jitsu versus wrestling. Aspinall's family, jiu-jitsu royalty over in England. But guess what UK has historically struggled with? Wrestling. Hard to throw up any subs when you've got a monster just dominating inside control. I think that this is going to be a uh, vintage Blades performance. I think he's going to exploit some weaknesses in Aspinall that we haven't seen. Because again, Tommy A, that win over Volkov, impressive. What's his next win? Sergei Spivak. Andre Arlovsky, Jake Collier. These guys are not on the level of Curtis Razor Blades. And you look at that experience differential. 10 UFC fights. That's the disparity we're looking at. Not pro MMA fights. 10 UFC fights. Um, and, and, and as you alluded to, those UFC stats, 2010 to present, he hasn't really fallen that far behind. All of those percentages, Curtis Blades is a stone's throw away with 10 more fights. And a higher level of competition, to your point. And a higher level of competition. So I just, I, I I like Aspinall a lot. I do believe that he's going to be a future champion. But Curtis Blades is still a tall task to handle. And if you look at some of the props on him, Blades by decision plus 450. Come on. We've seen him wrestle fuck guys for the full 25. You're I can right. certainly see it. But also Blades You're by right. KO. Look, he's notched 11 KO TKO wins in 16 pro wins uh, at plus 215. <sighs> That's also worth the sprinkle. But again... At the money line, dog odds. All day, see, Curtis. Blades. I see Gianni the Greek like literally shitting a brick over this fight right yeah. now. I'm just like, saying. So I've been vacillating this week on this fight. Ooh. I started. I'm not, off, I'm not very intelligent. What is that? I was going to say that's a Scrabble word right there. Are you? All right, so here, are you masturbating? Yeah. Are you using life? vaseline? Well, to that, that's <laughs> always going on. That's oh always God. happening. Let's be fair. <laughs> but. Vacillating means going back and forth. Um, yeah. So as Guru will tell you early in the week, we kind of, you know, we like dabbling in our little conversations here. And I sort of like, listen, man, I'm leaning blades. And we got into the conversation, like, how many times are we going to do this? You know, the veteran, blah, 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 choosing the guy, you know, more difficult pathway. It's like, oh, man, you know, I've been a hater. I got to go to the Aspinall side. You know, like I just I've been trying to fade him. It hasn't been the right time. And as the week goes on, you know, I thought I was all settled a couple of days ago. And then here we are. And I'm just like, man, it it's Curtis Blades. It is. And it's dog money. It's Curtis Blades. And if you don't want to play with a side in this fight, what I will tell you is this fight is going to the championship rounds. Like we are going to oh. see Tom Aspinall challenged in a way he's never been challenged in his UFC career. Fight to start round four plus 110 on DraftKings. Go and hit that right now. Uh, wow. You don't even have to choose a side. I think Blades ends up getting the victory. One thing that we saw in Aspinall and the regional scene that keeps on sticking out of my mind is that leg lock loss that he has. Yeah. You know, he's in 
scramble after scramble two rounds deep into this fight and next thing you know he just it, like the gas is just gone and i get it heavyweight that's a lot to be moving around and and when you finally kind of face a little bit of resistance when you're used to being the guy that's winning the scrambles it gets tough so yeah i mean that's how i'm playing the fight here curtis blades if you want to play the money line go a little crazy i don't even have a prop for you i think he can win any which way besides a sub but hey you gas out just right blades has been working on his jujitsu it's possible just take the dog odds don't get too cute if you don't want to play the side fight starts around four plus 110 either way it's worth a couple of units so take I your choice put, but i just put five on it scouting i just tossed five bucks i got on five on it <laughs> so let's go i mean we're starting off we got All some right. plus money plays for you people I, I was about to say i don't i don't care what anybody says about our guy bane if he's not a, a fantastic mma handicapper he's at the very least a goddamn good salesman because he yeah. sold me well I'm i was in. gonna say i'm a very bad handicapper I no i don't I, I disagree i lock losses every week if you fade my picks you'd be the most profitable better of all time <laughs> i swear to god my DraftKings sits at zero dollars more often than not i am, Dude, am like, shit at betting. okay but like all right but i see the way you bet like first off your bets go viral because again they're hysterical they're but yeah. you you <laughs> you you have these but they're fortune teller bets where you're parlaying not only for like winners but Four specific method of victories and sometimes yeah. you throw rounds in there like you're you're going for the lottery ticket so That's, like no, you, you, okay, you bring you bring it into the last ufc london we had i had a nine like parlay i know exactly what you're talking about a nine like parlay and i hit all of them except actually was it ufc london I'm not sure. It was a nine-leg parlay, <laughs> and I bet on uh, Yoel Alvarez versus Armin Saryukian, and Alvarez oh. got absolutely brutalized. Oh, yeah. And um, that was, yeah, five bucks to win a 1,000. And not to oh, your point, God. Ignacio Bahamundes round three, knocks right. that, a couple finishes in there, and then completely fucked up on my read on Alvarez. Oh. But um, <laughs> with this one, if you want a wacky bet, yeah, fight to start round four. That's great. I just, I, I think Blades by KOTKO. We've looked at the elbows before. It has caused problems for many heavyweights i mm -hmm. just think tom aspinall has not faced the stylistic challenge that curtis blades brings the only people that have caused blades problems they aren't what tom aspinall is so maybe this because this is the question right maybe aspinall presents something that now gives blades issues but historically Curtis has passed that test time and time again. And we yeah. look at the deficit that the UK has with wrestling. And um, man, I just, I like the jujitsu. I like what Aspinall brings. I think it's going to be his time. Just not now, just not Saturday. I kind of wish you had said that. I had heard you said that earlier on your Twitter spaces. Shout out, make sure you're following at Ben the Bane Davis. Um, on your Twitter spaces earlier, you literally had said that the wrestling thing. And I kind of wish you had said that last week about uh, Ricky Simone and Jack Shore because mm -hmm. that wrestling, that USA wrestling versus that. British wrestling, Wales wrestling made a huge European wrestling made a huge difference. And dude, I mean, that's yeah, let's rewind about seven days. The Welshman had one of the worst game plans I think I'd ever seen. <laughs> Coming to that 16 and 0, Jack Tank Shore didn't stick to his guns at all. There was not a striking implementation that I saw. It felt like he did have some paths to victory. Admittedly, Ricky Simone had more at the offset. Um, and 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 just man, I mean, why is Jack Shore shooting on Ricky Simone? That makes zero sense. But at the same time, again, if you if you faded him, that's great. Don't fade Jack Shore moving forward. That kid's going to learn from this. He's going to bounce back in a big way. Yep, Whoever sure. Shore faces next, I'm betting on Jack Shore. I don't care who it is. Unless it's like Adrian Yanez, then I'm still going to fade him. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we can be we, down we with do that for Adrian. sure. But hey, looking over to the right. chat, just want to say, hey, Herb, what's going on, man? Aspinall does turn out to have a solid gas tank. He's going to be amazing value because he can get an early finish. And if he has the cardio, yeah, that volume will be crazy. And can we agree if someone's getting a finish early, it's most definitely Aspinall? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, I- you know, uh, I, I would expect Aspinall to himself to have decent enough sub defense at the same time. If Curtis gets into full mount at some point, gets his hips and like, right, he's supposed to be the Is he going to be the heavier heavyweight by a few pounds? Is that um, Curtis Blades is going to be the bigger guy? That's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like by a few pounds, right? Yeah, at least it, at least 10 like, to 20 because Blades right. cuts to 265 right. and so Aspinall like weighs in at like 250. Exactly. So if he's 10 yeah. to 20 pounds heavier and he gets his hips and is in mount or, or side control and starts to control him, I, yeah, it really could be a problem. And, and I think you're right. And one thing that we've right before we get into this one, because we we're talking a lot. One, uh, one thing that sometimes we've done TB just as betters. And I, I think this is just a, a PSA to all betters out there. Right. We just lost money stupidly betting on Volkov over Aspinall. So it's like that gut wrench unconscious bias or somewhat conscious bias that you want to go make it back because you you messed up the read but maybe this isn't the spot to do that because you know like a bright handicapper said matchups make fights so you know you you gotta be cautious of of when you go back to try to make your money back on a fighter and uh i don't know i think you really did sell me that that curtis blades uh is the winner here and it might not be that time to get it back on aspen yeah yeah, well, and again, it's, it's a departure from what I'd said several months ago, right? If I if I I'm big on Tom Aspinall, but I'm just bigger on Curtis Blades, and uh, the 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 win over Chris Dawkins has sealed it because again, he's made these improvements, right? He's 31 years old. It's not like he's the oldest guy in the world, but he's been at this level, and we're seeing more wrinkles in the game. And I just I just think it's going to cause more problems than Tom Aspinall is expecting, and more problems than he's dealt with historically. And maybe he's going to rise above it. But again, a guy who's never been at a round two against the person in Curtis Blades who's gone five rounds comfortably, it just, I mean, as betters, right, we want to look at what the probability kind of incites and, and and where the value lies. And I just think more value lies with Blades because he's proven product at that top of the weight class. Tom's not. Against Volkov, it's different. Now it's it's uh, it's just not in Tom's favor, I don't think. Yeah, literally, thank you for bringing that up because what is this? Curtis, uh, Razor Blades is like eighth UFC yeah. main event that yeah. he's preparing for. And this is now his first. So I think yeah. that's a huge factor as well. So very, what very up, good Jew? What's what going up, on Jew? in the good chat, people? <laughs> the double, double, the double Curtis parlay. That, that, that makes a good point. We got to get going on to our next Curtis yes, fight here do. because true, now true. you know where we're at in the main event. And yeah, 280 is going to be fucking lit. Hell yeah, Jew. Thanks for stopping by, man. Always great to see you. And Man, now we're down to our co-main event here. We got Jack Hermanson versus Chris, the action man, Curtis. Is it Jack the Ripper Hermanson? It better be, right? Like Jack the Joker, baby. Jack the yeah. Joker. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Joker. The Joker, that's right. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. There you go. That, that was my mix-up of the day. So, uh, no, you'll have yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah, oh, no, it's coming. Don't worry, people. Yeah, where's the your drink? You're, we got to get you a little saucy. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, so... um. Yeah, so we're ready, guys, because this one, I mean, we got kind of a late notice replacement, and who else but Chris Curtis, you know? It's like, here we are again. Uh, Chris Curtis actually a year older than Hermanson, even though he's got, you know, a, a lot less UFC fights. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the action man, he's been in there getting after it. 
he has the win over you got it over Brendan Allen. You got the win over, you know, Hawes. You got the win over uh Adolfo Vieira his last time out, you know, and he shows that he can carry his cardio, he can stuff takedowns, and he could be a complete, you know, fighter overall. The question is, Jack Hermanson, when you face the Chris Curtis like replica in Sean Strickland, things did not necessarily go so well over five rounds. Those two guys train together all the time, sparring rounds out the ass with those two guys. You're always seeing pause, them on each other's pause, Instagram, pause. Twitter. Yeah, well, Why listen, anything. each other out the ass? What did you say? Yeah, bro. I mean, hey, listen, we're talking about Sean Strickland. You know, anything is possible here. But Where's that uh, boy PC Strickland at? Uh, he'll be coming through. Don't you worry. I know. He'll be here. Uh, but, yeah, so overall – the question is, you know, Jack is going to have a solid size advantage here, like most of Chris Curtis's opponents have had. But that Greco-Roman style, is he going to be able to get those body locks and the trips and the takedowns, or is he just going to kind of get some cage control? Either way, is he going to get enough of it to, to keep Chris Curtis from kind of winning his volume game? At the same time, Jack Hermanson's kind of got some crazy volume, but um, what, what I thought was most interesting here is that they're kind of projecting this fight to end inside the distance. The fight goes a distance on FanDuel. We looked ahead of time. I actually checked both books. Guru helped me out, so I was prepared. Plus 110, fight goes the distance on FanDuel for Chris Curtis and Jack Hermanson. You don't even have to pick a side. This one's going to be a battle. I don't think anyone's finishing Chris Curtis unless you get to the top, top, top of the division. And Jack Hermanson... I, I mean, we've seen it, you know, it's, it takes the big hitters like Cannoneer and stuff like that to really put him out. Chris Curtis isn't that guy. He's just someone that if you're not UFC level and you can't keep up your cardio, he's going to put you out. And yeah, I, Brendan, Brendan Allen falls on that list. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, you, you, you say he's not on the level of Jared Cannoneer. I would almost believe that the action man does fit that bill quite well. Ooh. You talk about the Strickland performance against Jack Hermanson. It's a jab fest. He's a jab merchant. He keeps it in your face. And it was a split decision, five round victory. Curtis does not operate on that same game plan. They're training partners, yes, but Chris Curtis packs a punch. He's proven that several Ooh. times. And not to hop too deep into my own thoughts, but mm. here's the devil's advocate that I've got, right? Chris Curtis has not been taken down. He's faced a number of takedowns um, uh, against Adolfo Vieira, like 26 or something, wasn't taken down. Uh, so that's exceptional. But Adolfo's a jiu-jitsu player. He's not really a wrestler. Hermanson is a decorated wrestler but at the same time i just think that the body work of chris curtis is going to present itself uh hermanson i i i feel the cardio might not be the best and he's kind of been on the sidelines for a little bit i mean february of 2022 mm. loses the decision now he's coming back five months That's removed right. curtis being active i love the activity he's mr 2022 and i just think that this is uh this is a time where chris curtis is putting it all together. He's finding the tools and he's using them in the correct way. Jack Hermanson, more of a gatekeeper, two wins in his last five. I just don't think that he pres presents as much of a problem to Chris Curtis as, uh, as he should, mm. given his position in that weight class. I feel that. I feel that. And listen, Jack Hermanson minus 115, Chris Curtis minus 105. Curtis back to dog territory. I'm, I'm smelling it. Guru, what are you thinking, man? Holy macaroni with you guys talking. Like, who needs to hear from the guru? You guys are sharp as shit. My goodness. Listen, this fight is fucking exciting. I know for a fact um, I wanted Chris Curtis at Dog Odds when it opened, when I saw it get posted. That line 
quickly dissipated. And now, if I'm being honest, and and you know, sometimes I'll buy into the narrative a little bit. You know, when I when I put my ear to the ground and I listen, and I listen, I hear a lot of people on Curtis, but I don't see that. Like I see that line going the other way, right? Because that line was much deeper. Chris Curtis was minus one thirty. And you could have Jack Hermanson at plus money. And that line has now come back down to uh, Chris Curtis, at least on DraftKings, as a near underdog at minus 105, Hermanson minus 115. Um, I, again, I, I honestly, I, I really do. I I like Bain's breakdown. I like the way that, that Chris Curtis will work the body. I like the fact that he's been more active. He did show good takedown defense. Um, I kind of want to defer to somebody like T, TB when I ask, like, Maybe you know, maybe I'm kind of a layman or a casual for even asking okay. this, but but um, you know, you saw Rodolfo Vieira's type of takedowns that were completely and continually unsuccessful, right? Um, when we talk about Jack Hermanson's Greco-Roman style of takedowns, was Rodolfo Vieira using a similar type, or wasn't he just kind of like bull rushing forward with more force than he was? So, like, yeah, he um he kind of shoots for those blast doubles continually and it puts you on the fence almost in those types of positions, but he's bent over looking for, you know, something around the legs more often where well, that's why I see with like, around the legs. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is where the guru starts getting me in trouble. This is where we get spicy and you uh, get excited. yourself in trouble. But, uh, yeah, no, but that's kind of where I think if anything, the only places where I see Jack having, um, shall I get in more trouble, elongated success um, <laughs> would be in, in the clinch situations up along the cage. Uh, I, I don't see him having success, you know, from distance where I think the person more likely to get chin checked, as we've seen on many occasions, even by the likes of Marvin Vittori, the guy would be Jack Hermanson to, to potentially I, get popped. I, I, I guess just my question was, is that we watch somebody like Adolfo Vieira, who's not known for their wrestling, get stuffed on 23 takedowns and we all go okay well he's a great takedown defense guy well like um, my question so like and again and we watched and specifically we've watched jack hermanson's very limited takedown offense so i'm not saying he's some um, fantastic yeah. he's like he's a very specific type of grappler like when he's been successful with his grappling his takedowns he's he's literally won fights it's it's becoming the, well, it's, it is the determining factor for him one fights with a very specific technique. He's got that patented guillotine choke, and he wraps up the arms in there, and it, it is really game over when he gets to that position. The question is, can he get it to that position? I'm not yeah. sure, and with the run that Chris Curtis is on, yeah. I just wouldn't want to bet against him. And you're giving me minus 105. I mean, that's practically doubling my money on the action man. He'll be on a nine-fight win streak with a victory. He'll be in the top 10, and it just feels like, Jack Hermanson has not answered the call the last couple of years, and uh, right. Chris Curtis has. That's what it really yeah. boils down to. Yeah, I mean, you could stem it back all the way from when he lost to Jared Cannonier in his hometown main event thing. Um, you're right. He He's kind of failed to rise to the occasion each time, and uh, I'm, I think the Curtis parlay may, may be live. For real. <laughs> I just – yeah, dude, Curtis decision Cur – uh, Chris Curtis decision and Curtis Blaze decision – uh, you put oh, I can see. see this is what dude this is what I'm saying Bane this is why you yeah. get upset you don't cash and tickets like you're you got the Curtis parlay isn't that sexy enough no we need the Curtis decision we need, we need the Curtis parlay. decision parlay we need props involved dollar 50 gets you 33 bucks that's all I'm saying 
All right. Hey, Papa Chuck okay. in the chat. Shout out Papa Dollar Chuck. 50. He brought it up as well. The CC via decision. Want to get super fancy? Both Curtis's via decision. Wow. Bane is on the train as well. Shout out Papa Chuck. Thanks for jo joining us, man. That's uh, a sweet Abby, we appreciate Papa that, dude. Yeah, that is a sweet Abby. And hey, guys, if you're new here, I mean, I, Papa Chuck, we thanks for stopping you. by, man. Appreciate that. Make sure you guys throw a little like on the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. It's, it's how we keep on growing. And we really appreciate everyone coming down and check out the show. Um, and while you're at wow. it, make sure you follow at Ben the Band Davis on Twitter too. Dude, which I don't know if you guys you got? Know, this completely disrupts our breakdown of UFC London. Uh, I didn't see this announcement, but Neil Daryush will fight Matush Gamrot. Did you guys see that? Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Wow. Yes, sir. I see. Like it's so cool. Like if I if I had sent out I sent out a tweet like 20 minutes ago. I was like, it was 50 an hour ago. I was like, Gamrot versus Daryush. That was the tweet, and it, it. I don't. I don't think it got any interactions. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got forty-five impressions and nothing else. But see, I if you said, but if you sent the same tweet, like viral, baby, you're off. That's it. <laughs> no, should, we we love that. You want to talk no, about viral? Fucking, no, that's a sick fight, though. That's a it sick is. fight. Who well, you, you want like to talk about fight? viral? No, I want to talk about that. Who do you like for that fight right now? Quick off. Oh, I like Daryush. I like Daryush. I think Daryush is grappling, definitely gates Matushes. And um, you've got the 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 power that Benio brings. I think that people have really overlooked Benio Daryush given his last two performances. Granted, they were quite boring, but we're forgetting the spinning backfist KO over Scott Holtzman. We're forgetting the KO over Jakar Close. I like Daryush. I just think he, he he's pissed me off the last couple of years. That's <laughs> what I'll say. Okay. But yeah, the injury definitely has me nervous, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, lack of lack of uh, activity. Oh, Eric Betts fights. What's going on? <laughs> there he is. Going on, man. Yeah, we got the, uh, the <laughs> yes, the team up, baby. We got we got Bane in the house. Watch out. So we talk uh -oh. about viral. Are you looking at tea bag or twerk? That's the question. Uh, <laughs> I okay, so that's you are we moving to Patty the Batty? Oh um, yeah, funny, baby. You know what's funny is teabag is like so specifically British too, because like you know, literally the tea. They like they <laughs> right. Like it, it, it. <laughs> yeah. They um, do like that. Now, this is it's an interesting fight because you look at the momentum that Patty has and you think about the UFC's matchmaking, they definitely don't want to give him a fight. That is going to lose. I mean, why the fuck would they do that? He's the biggest cash cow right now. Um, which me leads me to think that Jordan Levitt's being overlooked. I think he's being underestimated. This guy's never been finished. He's got seven finishes and ten wins. Um, the big complaint that I hear is that he doesn't have power. But I've got some insider information that confirms that he's working on that. He's, and he's really upping the boxing. So... Mm. I don't want to say Jordan Levitt inside the distance, but I think that Patty Ooh. Pimblett has a lot of flaws. We've already talked about them. We already know about them. Uh, the, the defensive weaknesses he presents, he's been submitted before. And I don't know. The other thing, the X factor is the media day, which I think was either, I think it was today um, or yesterday. He yep. seems really emotional. Patty the Batty seems very fucking emotional, yes. and I do not like it. I don't like it, especially when uh, Jordan Levitt hasn't really done anything. I think he's chirped a little bit, but, like, come on, Patty. Uh, let's reel it in. Let's not say you're going to walk in there and take his head off. Nobody's been able to do that. Um, and uh, I, I don't know, Rodrigo Vargas, Luigi Benjamini, those aren't household's name. Those guys aren't going to be fighting for a belt. And I'm not saying Jordan Levitt's faced the best competition either. Let's not get that twisted. But – um, his only loss is to Claudio 
how do you pronounce it? Pues? Oh, Pues. Oh, Guru's got you. Hold Pues. On. Wait, wait, wait. Pues. There you. he is. Yeah. <laughs> pues. <laughs> pues. Who's, who submitted uh, Clay Guida and Matt Grutzmacher? Like, th th this is not a guy that, uh, you know, fucking Jordan loses to him and then everybody loses. Uh, he loses forward. Like, it's, it's a really quality opponent. So, I don't know. I think that if you're going to fade Patty the Batty, this might be the time. Rodrigo Vargas. Uh, Luigi Benjamini, I didn't fade him. Now I'm thinking this is a bit too much. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with Twerk, baby. We're going Twerk City! Come on! Yes, yes. Team we Twerk. All right, I'm on Team Twerk, too. That's it. The cat's out of the bag. Listen. What is that? Yeah. What am I hearing? Yes! <laughs> Somebody call Clint. We need the tinfoil for you, too. We no, need listen, the bro. Jordan Levitt, plus 205. Patty the Batty. It's because he's fighting an O2, bro. I really don't think he's going to be able to overpower him in these exchanges. Um, but overall, my play for the fight, because I'm not I, I'm not 100% sure we get three dogs there at the top of the card. I do like Jordan Levitt. Um, but as far as money goes here, fight starts round three is an even plus 100. I don't think either of these guys are finishing each other early. I don't think that's happening. Uh, you know, does it go the distance? Not sure. That's like plus 150 if you're feeling a little extra spicy. Plus 165, should I say. But uh, fight starts round three, plus 100. My pick, though, I'm leading Jordan Levitt. I am. I think I want to see the, the final face-off. I want to see the weigh-ins here. Um, but I think Patty's saying, like, I expect this, a round two knockout or a knockout in the first two minutes. You know, Levitt basically is saying, like, you know, I've seen him give up when he gets it. You know, someone else starts grappling with him first. That's fucking true. Go watch some Cage Warrior shit. Every time he was about to get the call to the UFC, look at what happens to Patty in the grappling exchanges. I don't know, man. So, uh, yeah, Turk City. Guru, go ahead. Take it away for um for the tea bags. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try to insert a little bit of uh, – <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Patty the Batty, you know, got got controlled for the first three minutes. Uh, <laughs> got controlled Shut for up, the man. first three minutes of that Kazula Vargas fight, and Kazula Vargas was absolutely a tailor made uh, win for him. Kazula was controlling him for about three minutes, and then uh, Patty hits him with a, a fantastic trip, gets over into mount, gets that sub, and uh, starts celebrating with Malkan. I Problem here for Jordan Levitt um, is a few things. Um, Patty the Batty, yeah, well, maybe is Jordan Levitt. Like, could he be the better, scrappier, maybe even more dangerous fighter? Sure. But these kinds of moments in the O2 arena for this, like, I mean, basically co-main event, it's going to, like, remember when Patty didn't fight for the co-main event in the last UC London and it was <laughs> basically the co-main event? That's what's happening again here. That crowd's fucking crazy. If we know anything about Jordan Levitt, he's, a relatively socially awkward guy. I'm very interested to see. How, and again, he seems really cool. I would love to have a beer with him talk. With, like, he just seems like a cool dude. But like, um, you just like, he definitely seems like I'm socially awkward too. Like, that's a lot of pressure. So, you know, I I'm interested to see how he deals with all of that. From a more technical standpoint, you've watched Jordan Levitt face Trey Ogden on short notice. And he gets... Five minutes of control time against Trey, but gives up two of his own. Can't get the finish, right? So Trey Ogden, somebody you know who's not a stranger to losing, not a stranger to even necessarily being finished, 
like he's not getting the subs there. So I don't know if you're going to be able to sit there and control Patty five minutes, 10 minutes. We've already seen Jordan Levitt is not that kind of wrestler control top pressure. Like, I mean, it's not necessarily in his game. I, I, like, of course it's in his game, but like, I look at his stats right there. His opponent, his control percentage is 27%, which is good, but his opponent control percentage is higher. Patty the same way, but he's on a very small sample size. Obviously, I just think that Patty is honestly the stronger fighter. Um, fight going the distance is certainly an interesting one. It's it's a way to fade the narrative, and it's something that I I definitely enjoy. I kind of like the Patty round three decision prop. That's where I think pa- I go. Patty the Patty, <laughs> Patty in general, because I because Patty at minus two ninety, I, I think is even still. I I, th- I was I was expecting to see him still higher uh, here. But Guru's maybe a just player. a mushroom. You're just a sure. mushroom. Sure, sure. I, I just um, my... like I said, I'm not sure. Listen, I'm not sure, dude. And then okay, so let me let me nitpick a little further if I can. The Matt Sales fight. I we all laughed and laughed and and scratched our head because we knew that Matt Sales had a had a had a uh, a chance with the striking and for whatever reason he kept going into Jordan Levitt's game plan of the grappling and there's no reason to do that. So you know his loss to Claudio Puyas, yeah we don't have a problem with that. Claudio is, is a is a is a is a good is a good prospect. But you know slamming Matt Weinman like we didn't we haven't learned too much. So he's not getting that kind of win over Patty here. He's gonna have to outground uh, outgrind and outmuscle Patty, and I'm just not sure that he's the wrestler or he's the guy to do that. Hmm. Fair enough. He's, I think uh, yeah, he's but... taller than Patty by one inch. Ooh. <laughs> 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 in, uh, in which direction are we? T- <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Why uh, would you want to know? Jeez. All right. Yeah. So on that note, um, we got Nikita Karlov versus uh, the Monkey King for nothing. <laughs> oh my Dude, word! Talk, talk like a fucking dragon, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yo shout out mac in the chat shout out eric thanks for hopping in papa oh yeah i'm ready to grind oh yeah we'll and see we'll see baby shout out ben the bane for being here man seriously thanks <laughs> hell yeah Dude, yo we like... got we got plenty of people in the chat make sure you throw a like make sure you're subscribing to the channel we appreciate you guys we need just, 200 just, subscribers, guys. Gesundheit. We're new to our 200 subscribers, which is super, super important to us. So two, 200,000 likes on this stream, and we'll do a uh, – <laughs> we'll all fly out to Kansas City. I just I just sent you a, a six-pick parlay, $3 to win two grand. At some point, we'll address it. But um, Nikita Krylov versus Alexander Gustafsson. Here's the thing, and this is one of the oh, likes. God, I hate it. I just <laughs> – I do not like Alexander Gustafsson 2022 Gustafsson three fight losing streak he's been finished in all three of those Nikita Krylov has a great blend of TKOs and submissions minus 200 I believe is what he's at currently I would say minus one trillion Alexander Gustafsson is just he's just so unpredictable and I don't think he's anywhere near he was uh when he faced Daniel Cormier when he right. fought Glover Tyshira, it just doesn't seem like it's the same guy. And Krylov 
has some of the worst fight IQ I think we ha- we, we've ever seen. He jumped into the guard of Paul Craig. Why would you do that? Uh, why would you do that, Nikita? But against a guy like Alexander Gustafsson, I don't think fight I- bad fight IQ is enough to lose. I think it's going to be a, a situation of Krylov gets in some advantageous positions and finds the finish within the 15 minutes. Alexander Gustafsson falls to a four-fight skid, four-fight finish streak, and... Um, that's just how I see it. I don't rate Gustafsson high. I think that his popularity with the fan bases is what's projected him onto this main card and build at such height. Um, but let's be realistic. The Mauler has not mauled anybody in quite some time. I need a beer. I'll let you guys uh, put your own thoughts on it. <laughs> Definitely grab Beautiful. a beer. That's a Hell great yeah. So, smart guy right there. Guys. Yeah, I mean... I can't disagree. I was looking for a reason to play the dog here. And for the first time on this card, I'm pretty soundly on the favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I agree. I like similarly. I was re- I was like looking, itching already. He's got a new gym. He's coming back. He's revitalized. He's hungry. He's 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 what? What? Why? Why did he take this fight? I don't understand. <laughs> like, I don't. Is there is there a manager involved? Is there is there coaches like who's picking his fights for him? Like. Uh, and on one hand, I, I do like right. Kroylov obviously got tired after four minutes of grappling with Paul Craig and, and put himself in a tough spot and then got submitted. Um, at the same time, Gustafson is not that level of submission guy. Uh, you've seen him uh, put himself into tough situations against Anthony Smith and against Fabricio Redoom. And uh, it makes me really nervous and, you know, to retire. Um, to go up to heavyweight, kind of retire again. Like, I just, I don't really know what his game plan is. I get nervous that somebody like him, like, I hate to hear that or would hate to even think that, but like that he needs the money. Like, I'm not sure what's going on. Listen, 35, he obviously retired a little young at the time. I'm just not sure. Um, We watched somebody like Misha Tate retire similarly, 30 years old. And then you, oh, well, maybe she got more left in the tank. You fucking don't. You really don't. It's not there. You're not the same. Um, and even if you were, like, the game has passed you by now. What you, The prototype of what you were has been so well-melded into a, a more well-rounded fighter. Um, all that being said, I, I, yeah, there's no way on this fight that I'm feeling the dog. So yeah. I like Kroylov here. I am concerned about his fight IQ. I am a little concerned about his gas tank, um, which is why he's not like a – you know, major parlay piece or something like that, but he should get it done. Mr. D, shout out, bro. This is Gus fighting out his contract. Yeah, most likely, man. And well, you think he wants to do something else in in combat nah, sports? I mean, it's just the UFC kind of running out his contract, so they don't have any obligations in the future. If he wants to fight, I mean, they're obligated to give it to him. So, in in my view here, uh, we saw Verdum get the sub. We saw Anthony Smith get the sub as the fight goes on. Uh, the last couple of losses there. Nikita Krylov, you look at his stats, 37% control rate. He shot, um, you know, he's been successful on 10 out of 28 total takedowns. It's good for like 36%, nearly one and a half per 15, shooting four takedowns per 15. He, we talked about the control rate. Okay, he's got nine submission attempts in the UFC. You see kind of where I'm getting at? So when you see that you got like a minus 200-something favorite, but you can get submission as plus 330, 
you know, as the least possible out of all the props, it's like there there might be a little something there if he, he goes the grinding route, makes Gus not want to be in there and quit. Because I think Krylov, you know, he uses that wrestling base a lot more than than yeah. you actually think. Uh, he gets it. He actually had a split decision with Glover, and that's rolling around on the ground. That tells you something about his chops. But he's a little bit too willing at times, and Krylov himself will get submitted. But I don't see Gustafson being the one to do that wow. to him. To add some more spice on that, right, you talk about the 15 career submissions and how <clears throat> he does have those nine submission attempts. But look at the KOs, 11 career KOs, 92% finish rate overall. I would say inside the distance, plus 130, uh, I, I, nice. I think is great value on it. You're getting a guy in Gustafsson who's been finished his last three. Krylov is a finisher. And I always hate being in that situation where you're like, okay, I want the bigger line on a submission, and then this is the fight he decides to pound right. it out with elbows, right? right? I would say mm. cover both bases. You're getting at dog odds against the guy who's been finished in his previous three. That's the fucking play. Um, and now he's going to win by decision. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? right yeah. Now he's going to go the full 15. <laughs> he's going to no, pull out that, his that, Johnny Walker playbook. Yeah, listen, that, yeah. that is the stuff that gets kind of interesting if you start considering fading the narrative. You you wonder, you see guys at weigh-ins. And, uh, you know, Kroilov, to me, while he is – while he kind of was a finisher, like – he just he hasn't been that guy per se in the UFC, right? His last mm. three of his last four fights have went the distance, you know, not the one with Paul Craig. Oh, first appearance. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, my heart just skipped a beat. <laughs> you know, the people the were one. asking for it, by the way, just so oh you know. God. I don't not know if you one. saw Guru, but the people not in the, the chat, they were they were uh -oh. looking for it already. Oh, uh, I actually didn't see that in the chat. That's funny. Yeah, Jew, um, Jew is asking. But, you know, so I'm not I'm not necessarily sure, right? And if we if if we extrapolate that fight out per se, was he gonna was he really gonna finish Paul? Like were we sure he was gonna pound him out? It was probably pretty I don't know. I don't know. Right. Well, yeah, and, that, I, I, and that gets back to the fight IQ. Like, I really could see so many different. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm like Doctor Strange, right? You see so many different <laughs> outcomes of fucking Krylov deciding, oh, I'm going to leave my chin just on a silver platter. And Gustafsson's uppercut lands and, and Krylov dies. Like, I, I can also <laughs> see that. And that's the problem, right? When we try to bet on guys with bad fight IQ, is typically when you lay some money on them, whether it be just money line or a prop, that's when they decide to start being fucking stupid. So I'm hoping Krylov, <laughs> I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but I, I I could see a world in which he somehow loses. Is it possible? Sure. Oh my God. I kind of, I almost feel, oh my God. I kind of wanted to pull you out the, I kind of wanted to pull, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to pull out, what if we, what if we pull out the KO part? And we just go Krylov submission or decision. Mm. Is that uh, too no. crazy? That's interesting. It's interesting. Because we get plus 125. And you know how I feel mm. about that plus money. Like, it's is Gustafson really getting knocked out by Krylov? I, I, I could see a ground there. and pound. Right. I could see a situation he gets the back, flattens him out, and just decides to hammer away. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But then it's a, and that's the problem with it being like 11 career finishes by uh, KO strike stoppage. And then like what nine or, or something sub because it's such a, he only has a, one KO in the UFC or two KOs in the UFC, I believe. Or maybe, how many I subs guess, does he have in the UFC? I guess maybe three actually. Oh no, it's actually way more than that. Oh, he actually, <laughs> so no, in the only, UFC, he's he got three knockouts and four stint. submissions. Cause he has a second stint. Yeah. Right. It's such a blend. Right, it's such a 50-50 that I you, you just don't know what he would choose in that yeah, position. Very good point. His only decision win was when he decided I'm not standing on the feet with Johnny Walker. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which when you look at Johnny Walker's chin and durability, right. it's like you probably could have rocked his socks off a little Pro- bit, Nikita. Probably. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> wow. but you know what? To to the other point that we were talking about, you know, like uh that that fight IQ stuff like that, it's like, you know, maybe we could trust him to use that wrestling here. And you know what? Let's not bank on the specific thing, but whether parlay piece or you want to go that inside the distance prop, which sound a little spicy. Like I think either way, uh, we're all leaning Krylov. I like that. We're on the same yeah, page. Cause some like of these Krylov, favorites yeah. are, they're feeling like landmines, a few of them, but uh, onto our next fight here. We got, uh, we got Molly McCann versus uh, Hannah Goldie. I, uh, I'll keep it short and sweet for you. I mean, Molly McCann is just kind of better everywhere this fight goes. Yeah. Hannah Goldie has been bouncing between 115 and 125. At least Molly McCann, you know, she's been solidly at 125. And uh, I just think she's faced a better competition. She's the better fighter overall. She's got the better volume. She's got the better wrestling. And she's fighting in her home, you know. And, she's, and she did it just a few months ago and did it successfully. I'm not saying knockout. I'm not saying whatever. Just yeah. Molly McCann throwing her parlay, have a good time. There's plenty Maybe, of value. What's so Molly McCann and Nikita Krylov? What's that parlay? Uh, let's let's take a look. Just to me, because to me, honestly, like on a money line level, I feel very similar in terms of confidence level. <clears throat> Molly McCann, Nikita Krylov is minus one fourteen. Mm. Uh, it doesn't quite hit that guru plus. Oh, yeah, money. wait. Well, what what book is that? This Draft is DraftKings. You, okay. you tack on Patty Pimble, it's plus 165. Patty the Patty! Oh, let me double check. Molly, uh, oh, Molly's minus 460. Jesus. Yeah. Minus I'm going to make a parlay of just European fighters. Yeah, minus <laughs> 128 on FanDuel. <laughs> I might prefer it on uh, DraftKings there. So, I mean, like, are you guys arguing? Obviously, we're not arguing with the breakdown. No, listen, we're looking I, at Molly McCann parlays, all of us. So I will I mean, not dare slander my wife, Hannah Goldie. <laughs> so I will just simply be on. Molly. What up, Couch Warrior? Yo, make sure you check out the show, Couch Warrior Podcast. Is that, is that where we're hopping on? Uh, yes, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah, if we'll you, be hopping on there at some point in the, in the near future here. We get to couple weeks. It's a 12-pick parlor, but if you pick every European, it's plus 17,000. <laughs> Um, but that does include Jai Herbert, which means you're going to lose. So, oh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. We'll get there. We'll get there when we get we there. Will. But... All right. So, I mean, I think we could safely say we can move on uh, from the Molly McCann and the Goldie yeah. breakdown. I, you like, know, I mean, like listen, said, she's better everywhere. Like you said, there yeah. is no. I- facet of mma that hannah goldie does better than mccann i think if it goes through the scorecards easily mccann decision it's just nothing and and i will say this to molly mccann's credit she's one of those fighters that truly taps into that fan atmosphere and i think the crowd's going to be rallying her on and i I could see a stoppage but goldie seems durable so if you want to get a little bit zesty i'd say mccann decision but yeah this is just molly mccann all day yeah, and and you know when you look at the Molly McCann, known for a little bit even for her boxing, right? Um, mm-hmm. you you Hannah Goldie struggled with the boxing of Danielle Babita, so it's it's uh, 
Danielle, you mean Diana? You yeah, fucking right. idiot. Oh, you absolute Diana. fucking dummy? Oh, what the fuck was I that? Fuck, fuck up your wife. <laughs> no, it is Diana. That's funny, Are you no. trying to... Uh, see, now we have something Diana. to clip up. We can show Diana how, how her honor... Come in my defended. home! You get my wife's <laughs> name right! <laughs> Unbelievable, guru! Yeah. Unbelievable! You're not invited back to the next dinner no, party. No, see, like I gotta play aloof, like I don't know her. You know what I'm saying? That's like a that's like an attractive way to play. Like, oh, what's your name again? I'm, I totally forgot. Meanwhile, her poster uh -oh. is right over there. Eric's got a question: <laughs> Is having beautiful muscles considered a facet of MMA? Leaning towards no, but willing to defer to the bin. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, if it were, then Dolce Lungiambula would probably be undefeated. Uh, he'd probably be undefeated, Why but sadly, dude, because no. that guy looks that guy looks like a Greek god. Dolce yes. is carved from just the most beautiful obsidian stone that you could possibly obsidian. fucking have, and he just is is, is so physically imposing, but he's terrible. Physically, yeah. and then, so Hannah Goldie, you can kind of make that same exact argument, and you know that it's like the yin it's and the yang. But here we go. This is the moment all the people have been waiting for. We made it. Guru, take us away. What fight do we got? <laughs> yeah, let's oh, go. You know, Come just, on. We've got, you know, Vulcan, No Time, Ozdemir taking on a guy you may have heard of. Paul, Paul, Paul Craig. We got Paul Banju Craig in the building. I really hope we get Paul on the show. That'd be incredible. It'd be a lifetime. Craig. Paul Craig taking on Vulcan Ozdemir, putting his five-fight winning streak on the line. We're not counting that draw in there. He's got a five-fight winning streak, and he's taking on Vulcan. No hair. I mean, no time, Ozdemir. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and listen, Vulcan, um, he's got power, right? Right, maybe, right? He knocked out Alir Latifi in 2019, right? And he had that really cool time back in 2017 when he knocked out Misha Serkinov and Jimmy Manawa in under a minute combined together, both of those fights. So those things were super viral, super impressive, uh, you know, for a fan like me who's, I mean, really kind of was watching way on the low back then, but watching back then that it does stick in my crawl. Like, I do remember those times I was like, oh my God, this guy's like the next thing. He was so crazy. And man, he just didn't do so well after that. They they fast tracked him to the title after that. He got his he got ground and pounded by Daniel Cormier. Then he gets a, takes a tough fight against Anthony Smith. Gets uh, <clears throat> submitted. Then he takes a split split decision loss to Dominic Reyes. Uh, gets an interesting knockout versus Latifi. A split decision win versus Rakic, which he did not win, in my opinion. And then then comes the Jiri. <laughs> the Jiri knockout, and then comes the Magomed Ankalaev, uh, uh, you know, just just smothering, piecing. Didn't really do much there to to impress me. So now you see somebody like Paul Craig, Paul Craig, who is known for his submissions. Paul and Craig. this guy has been submitted. <laughs> hey. Hey. He's been submitted. He's been submitted twice. So why not make it a third time for my guy, Paul Craig, and another Craig. submission? I think he could get it done. I Because I'm not sure that Vulcan Ozdemir has the, the fight IQ necessarily to keep it standing, to not fall down if he rocks him, to not follow him down. Like I just i am not sure. Because obviously he didn't have the fight IQ to, to shave his head, and, and he didn't let go of the hairline. 
I, I believe he has now, and he looks a lot better for it. So good job, buddy. But like, Scotland. <laughs> Yes, this is. I mean, listen. If you're watching a Paul Bear Drew Craig fight and you're not blindly Paul betting, Craig. Sub, yeah, the blindly betting sub is the best thing. Plus two fifty. It's We're been still plus two fifty. That's it. We're taking a trip back down memory lane. Last time we had this show, we took a deep dive into Grandma's couch cushions, Grandpa's armchair. We found all the different various spots, and we're gonna go back to the well. Because it's time to throw back down on Paul Craig's submission. Follow our bet MMA. Subscribe to our show. Give us a like on the video because it's Paul Craig time. It's Paul Craig by submission. And it's still plus 250. How the fuck are they letting that price happen still? It doesn't make any sense. That is too crazy. Breaking Uh-oh. news, I've just put $14 on Paul Craig by submission. That's Let's a huge bet. If you, if, you know my, if you know my bankroll and my typical unit size. That's huge. That's massive. That's like 21 units right there. <laughs> that's ma- that is major. Um. <laughs> well, we got half a unit. We got half a unit out yeah, on the bet MMA, on the sphere. <laughs> Bane's following up with his 21-unit play. <laughs> we're ready to, we're ready we're, to get it popping, We're operating people. in different financial <laughs> spots with betting. Literally, after Paul Craig wins, you're going to see uh, the Bane completely shift his things. I'm selling picks now, guys. $20 a card. Dude, I just, I just learned what a fucking tout meant like three weeks ago. I had no idea. And now, you thought it was some sort of like flute or something? I thought it was a fish. You I thought was it was like, a fish? I had a, a smallmouth tout that I just picked up off of the northern Wyoming. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of that Anchorman quote. The, the, oh the network God. complained about a lack of diversity. It was an old, old wooden <laughs> ship used in Civil War era. <laughs> <laughs> my word. Well, I think it's clear we're on the Paul Craig train. Plus 135. Oh, Not enough value. Oh, Give us man. the submission. Oh, uh, but that'll bring us right along to our next fight. We got Mason Jones versus Ludovic Klein. Mason Jones and me tell each other. <laughs> <laughs> and we're uh, with the beautiful women. The Guru Crows. Um, <laughs> check them out in concert on tour. Yeah, pull up to Asbury August 6th. I'll be there. <laughs> so the we got, um, I mean, Mason Jones, talk about a warrior. I mean, this guy, when he shows up to fight, it is a fucking banger. So Ludovic Klein, he's looking to stand and bang. He's got the hands. He throws some head kicks, combinations. But at the end of the day, you know, he's one of those guys that kind of relies on like a weak top game reliant wrestling game plan we don't like like any weak top game around here no no (laughs) and and like you know it's it's just it seems like it's kind of a fallback plan and one that's not so great so for me i mean mason jones just seems like the clear play it's minus 345 klein is plus 285 but overall um i just think you know jones is very hittable you know he has absorbed 5.59 strikes per minute his opponent's pace has been crazy He's also fought the likes of uh, David Onama and Mike Davis. So I can kind of give him a pass for some of those numbers. And I think we've seen that the dude's got a chin. So, yeah, Papa Chuck, we want to Chuck. Hey, Papa Chuck, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut up, Papa Chuck. It's not what's going to happen. You want to bet on that? How about you take your money and you go burn it outside, Papa Chuck? (laughs) Fucking dummy. Now you've angered my dog. 
<laughs> that's like when the tv show does like the pan over to him getting head kick ko'd in like 25 exactly seconds. yeah if that happens you, you guys gotta bank on it now. <laughs> um, we love you papa chuck we love no you. we do we appreciate you papa chuck <laughs> we're sorry if this ruined your day <laughs> i hope your day's ruined papa chuck i hope you ne- i hope your day never recovers i hope your the rest of your life is on just the downhill <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but yeah i mean listen i mean that's kind of what i'm seeing here from klein is like you know <laughs> he, he went up to, to <laughs> he goes up late and it's like it's to help out his cardio and everything and like mason jones has better cardio better wrestling you should be physically stronger and have the better output give me give me mason jones yeah, i'll tell you i said anything about this fight <laughs> <laughs> $20, 37 unit play. Let's go. That's um, more hey, that's more units than you, Bane. What are you gonna are you gonna take that in your I own house? What? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go Mason Jones KO. How about that? Um no. uh I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what Mason Jones. Uh, Joe submission. Anderson Joe Anderson Brito versus uh Andre Feely when Brito KO'd him. <laughs> I did not expect right, dude. I didn't expect that at all. So yeah, we had way too much on Feely. We could see the chin of Jones get a bit more tested, but you look at, we talked about this with the main event. This just feels like a step back for uh, Mason Jones and Ludovic Klein, no disrespect intended necessarily, but I don't think that he brings the problems that other no. fighters have. And if those fighters can't finish Jones, I don't see Ludovic doing it. No, I yeah, agree completely. You, and, and, you know, I'll give him a little bit of my breakdown into this fight. Um, Klein, you know, when you look at his last fight, his first fight up, uh, up at lightweight here at 155, um, you watch him fight Devontae Smith, and he has to rely on that clinch. He has to rely on pushing him against the cage, and he's just kind of holding, stalling him there to the point that the ref actually separates them and stands them up back in the middle. Um, if you think you're just going to be able to lay on top of Mason Jones, um, if we've seen anything from his fights is that he's all action. He's scrapping for your money. And again, in a, in a, in a card where I think that there's – a ton of dogs that really could be live. I don't feel that Ludwig Klein is the one to be live. Mm. Ludovic Klein's going to hear what you said and kill himself. So I just want <laughs> you to know that when he commits suicide, it's your fault, Guru. <laughs> just saying, man. He wouldn't, he wouldn't be the first one to do it off of something I said. <laughs> and he won't Guru's be the last either. <laughs> Guru's on a four, a four kill streak right now. He's in his UAV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man we are popping off it's getting spicy speaking of which if here. you know any fighters that want to come on the show <laughs> right yeah dude let's get Ludovic Klein next week um. <laughs> <laughs> listen things get popping sometimes it happens what you gonna do <laughs> we, need, we need a little bit more liquor in here boys hit the liquor yeah. I think, I've got, I'm, I'm getting fucked up right now <laughs> that's good <laughs> You're you're about to be like Ludwig Klein in his fights. Let's go. Ludwig Klein on the decline. Mushroom, getting it. Oh yeah. Is he related to Calvin Klein at all? Do you guys know? (laughs) It's a great question. They're they're both European, right? (laughs) Right, I think so. (laughs) Oh my god! All right, so I think it's clear we're ready for our Margie Chiesi versus Demir. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst pronunciation I've ever heard of. Fucking Margie Chiesi. Oh what my god! Yeah, say? I don't know. Well, okay, so what was happening was I was typing it out, and you got to remember that second I in bank there. Is set up. You know, so, so I'm <laughs> trying to remind myself I got to hit that Giacchese, but no, you're right. Mark Giacchese. Is it like almost like it's almost like a J? 
Like Djibouti. Yeah, right. Yeah, Commit like to Jabroni, it. like what you are. <laughs> Brian, the rock, that's baby. that's me. Uh, so, yeah, here we are. Um, we got the Bone Crusher versus I Thought We Were Going to Stand and Bang, bro. Um, right. versus Hanato Moicano. That was one of the most interesting posts. No, 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 you like, got it. No, no, don't you dare. You say his nickname. You say his nickname. The Bosnian a, Bomber. You say the Bosnian Bomber. Because not only is that, like, so incredibly not PC and uncomfortable to say, <laughs> but you, that is a wonderful matchup of nicknames. Are, are, are Bosnians known for, like, I mean, it's near Russia, things? right? Bonesaw. Is it not near Russia? I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> heavy You're on the kids. Nowhere. That We're heavy on the drugs. Did your husband make it for you? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so good. Wait, no, but seriously, like, isn't Bo- am I terrible at geography? Is or is it Bosnia? Like, in the, I thought, like, I thought Bosnia was in South America, which mm-hmm. means that we're. I feel fairly confident Bosnia is not in South America. I'm pretty sure it's in. It's uh, a, uh, in Eastern Europe. Pretty sure it's in Eastern Europe. Um, Somebody pull up a map. It's yeah, Bosnia and Herzegovina next to. Croatia. I'm sorry, where? It's Bosnia and Herzegovina. I'm pretty sure it's, I caught um, that one. Yeah. It's next it's, it's to Croatia, which exactly. is exactly. Oh, so that's yeah. Western Europe. The, I was wrong. Yeah. South. No, it's South Eastern Europe. You South fucking idiot. Southern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Where is it? I need a like, map. Can somebody? It's pull the up Balkan map? Peninsula. It's. Can you pull up a map on here? Can we do that? villages. We Rivers and lakes class. plus the craggy Donatic Alps. <laughs> I don't what? know what the fuck idea. <laughs> I don't know what. So, I uh, I'm Googling it. I'm so stupid. Yeah, Guru needs to see a map. He's got to help guys, him out here. I was, a guys, geog- I was a history teacher. Have you guys heard of the, the bot flies from Bosnia that like burrow no. in your skin? No? Oh, that disgusting. sounds terrible. Yeah, oh my don't God. Google it. Don't look it no. up. It's very yeah. scary. Yeah, hashtag not wait, doing Bosnia it. Bosnia and uh, <laughs> wait, so is, oh, that's the, wait, that's the country. It's not just Bosnia. It's Bosnia that, and, and Herzegovina. That, that's what I was trying to No, I know to that's what you. you said, but I thought you meant like that's what it's near, not like, no, the name of the country. It's like it's like Winnebag and Tobago. It's like Turks and Caicos. It's like well, Bosnia and Herzegovina. It has yeah. names. Oh, my God. I've... I've, I've been See, sort of, thank for you, like Bane. Five minutes, dude. You just agreed with him a second ago, and now you're back with me. So thank you. Make well, he was hanging with Delilah, you know. Well, okay, hey so there, Delilah. What's it like in Bosnia? Bosnia is the northern region of Bosnia and Herzegovina. So it's like Ireland. It's in like South Balkans. Ireland and North Ireland. Or uh, Ireland. I just had a stroke. Um, it's like <laughs> they've got. Yeah, it's in the Balkans. It's in the Balkans. It's in Balkan the Balkans. Region. Their largest. Uh, their largest. The Black city Sea. Sarajevo and Banja Luka. Oh, the Adriatic Sea. It's the. Adriatic now that you guys sea. have gotten your lesson, it's time for a breakdown. We got the Bone Crusher. The I Balkan mean, he's above it. <laughs> Guru's still going over here. I love geography. All right, I'm, I'm going to mute his mic at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Papa Chuck, thank you. Yeah, don't Google the uh, the Bob Flot. YouTube do it. it. Oh, don't God. fucking do it. Yeah, don't, don't do it. it. Uh, Jacasey, I mean, it seems like he's got all the advantages here. He's got the cooler sounding name. Um, he's six years younger, one inch taller, three inches more of reach. Um, and he's got the wrestling advantage distinctly. And we saw, you know, Demir, he's going to be upset if you try to wrestle him, you know, because he wants to fight on the feet. You know, he gets upset with Hinato Moicano. Um, and yeah, so ultimately, 
even if this fight does stay on the feet, I just think that, you know, Demir's a little hands happy where uh, Jacasey, he's one of those guys that's going to, he started throwing those calf kicks and man, that really changed his game plan. Then you go fight Fazeev. Okay. It doesn't quite work the same way when you're trying to fight Rafael Fazeev. But yeah, those leg kicks, they're back in, they're back in fashion against Demir Hadzovic. And so are the takedowns. You shot 14 against Slava Claus. All right. I feel comfortable that you're going to come out. You, you understand the assignment and you take care of business. So, yeah, um, March Casey minus 330. Um, maybe I wasn't too clear, but my friends were building a parlay. So, so far, my definite legs that I have in it, we had Molly McCann and uh, we added Mason Jones was going to be another piece. So our third piece out of four for our, uh, you know, Favorite parlay this week is March Jacasey. Um, Are we adding Paul Craig to that? Paul Craig. Well, well not I was the thinking, favorite I was, parlay. Yeah, unfortunately. I was thinking, if anything, in the favorites parlay, you might even consider throwing Nikita Kroilov in there. Um, oh, easily. easily. Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, you know what? I think it's making sense. He just might be added in. We got to keep building this thing. So now, no so way. now, Guru, where are you oh, at on you. this? Thank you. Oh, my God. I thought I was getting skipped. No, no, so no. <laughs> I got to refill my water and, and activities. So it better be later, fucking though. alcohol. What water? Drink. Let me get fully prepared here. Let me get fully no, prepared. I got to no. work Let's with children TV. at TV, 8.30 in the morning. Do Drink. Listen, you, what you do with children is <laughs> your own time. is on your, your own business, man. I I'm don't want to hear I'm, any of that I'm stuff. I'm stunned that it's Bosnia and Herzegovina. Dude, thank you. I'm I'm glad that we can take a little detour, really, to go right. back to. Right, right, right. right. Well, I thought it was it's, just Bosnia. I thought it was its own independent the, fucking thing. Okay, and it's on the Adriatic Sea, which is to the right of Italy, right? It's the Eastern Sea that borders Italy. And that's the Adriatic Sea, whereas the Baltic Sea is way up more north, which is like Sweden and Lithuania and Poland and Estonia and Finland. So, like, they each have their own little body of water there. And there's the Black Sea, right, which Ukraine and Turkey and Bulgaria and Romania. Like, anyway, like, fucking Europe, man. I really, I got to travel because, like, I'm so fucking stupid. It's really bad. Where love the to fuck is Melsic Bagdasarian from? <laughs> they, right? Um, Melsic Bagdasarian. That's a good question. You know that. He sounds like he's from this region. He definitely, I think he is from this region. You're totally, he, what did you grab? Vodka? What a weird choice. Did you grab vodka? What is that? I still don't know what it is. Looks like you, it's a deer. It looks like a fucking deer. He's still you have muted, deer so tears. Hear deer tears. Oh, it's tequila. Oh, it's tequila. tequila. Oh, yeah, tequila. That's a play I've never right seen there. that. I've never seen that. We were just talking. Where is Mel? You're muted, buddy. Where is Mel? Still Bobby? muted. TP. Where oh is... no! Oh no! All right, all right. <laughs> That's why you guys are like, "What the fuck is going?" Where on? is Melsic Bogdasarian from? Um, is it just Russia? I'm googling it. I think. Oh, I was also thinking Mizrod yeah. Bekdik. Where is Mizrod Bekdik from? Uh, what the fuck were you guys doing while I was gone? Yes, okay. we, we went we went on detour to geography. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Where's Where's Melsic from? Um, isn't he like the Baltic warrior or something like that? Oh, that's probably no. True. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bane was stupid. so happy when he realized it was tequila. Oh, Me yeah, too. Dude. I didn't want to drink vodka. Fuck, I mean, it's whiskey fuck or tequila. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We got tequila okay, popping. So we're getting it going here. I never broke. I I wanted to say my one stat that uh that I noticed. Oh yeah, that's when, right. Go. When Mark DeCasey has at least at least 
or not Lee, sorry. When when Mark DeCasey has more than two takedowns landed, he is a 100% victorious in the UFC. Fact. Fact. He has two wins Cheers, in the UFC when he doesn't have two takedowns, but those are pre-2017. Cheers, boys. Those those wins are pre-2018. Uh, I'm telling you right now, if this if you expect DeCasey to have at least two takedown attempts, uh, two t- takedowns landed, which I do, he's going to win this fight against Demir because that's what the pattern has shown. So... Uh, like like you said almost an hour ago now, um, Mark Casey's 11 takedowns versus uh, Slava Claus is a really good sign that I, that he's going to turn to the wrestling here again. So that's what he needs to do as well because I do not trust his chin. We, uh, we had him as one of our big plays against Rafael Alves, and we're like, well, we really like Casey here. He should dominate him. It should be no problem. The only thing that could possibly happen is, you know, if Alves comes out crazy and, you know, subs him in the first minute or two because that's that's his only play, and that's what homie did. So hopefully Casey doesn't do that here. He should he should be able to take I'm care sorry. Of Hold on a second. Here. Submission attempts 115. Is that right for Demir? 115 submission no. attempts? That's a mistake on TV. No, yeah, there's <laughs> there's no way. I'm gonna go fix that right now. I, I was like, what do you mean he's got a over a hundred <laughs> submission attempts? He's amazing. He's, he's attempting just, one every three seconds. Not even, bro. Not even like less than a second. He's just like working. Oh, oh, this is a big behind the scenes that we're getting. Yes, Look you do. This. This, he's he's very impressive. I don't understand any of this. So really, shout out to TB and uh, his brother that have worked behind the scenes tireless, tirelessly to give us something like this. Because, it, uh, by the way, I probably never would have done a podcast if it wasn't for TB. But if I was doing a podcast somehow without TB, it would you'd be looking at my ugly fucking face. You and it would be UFC stats. You would not have this wonderfully intricate. Uh, spreadsheet that tb like i said works tirelessly week after week on so shout out to him for for doing that we can't find demir you're (laughs) muted tb you're muted you're muted tb you're muted why did he mute himself i don't know if he hears me or not but he's i thought he was still talking to himself but Uh, i was torching the the rig that's why oh i'll torch something for you Wait, what does he mean he's torching the rig? The fuck is that? Bane, that? Bane does not smoke. Mm. That's true. I'm much more of a drinker. Dude, it's but it's so legal in Arizona. You just got to go out there. and. But I don't like it. I don't, I don't enjoy <laughs> I don't, it. I don't like <laughs> it. I get, I get it's legal. I just, it's not my preferred. <laughs> I just don't do it but too much. I don't like it. <laughs> That's funny. Obviously, you've tried it. What what do you mind me asking? What you don't like sure. about it? Um, so like I'm 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 fine with edibles, dude. Like I I do That's enjoy cool. edibles, but like smoking, I've just I've got weaker lungs, and you know my voice is something that's very important to me. So I try not to like very smoke cool. cigarettes a lot. I try not to smoke weed a ton because I think that it it it'll affect my vocal cords long term. Um, but I I will tell you this: the first time I hit a bong, it was freshman year of college, and. I'm at this apartment complex that's, it's not my own. 
and um, they're passing it around the circle. We're all sitting in this dude's bedroom, and they're passing around. And I, I'm Googling. I'm on WikiHow, bro. I'm oh, on no. fucking how WikiHow, how to hit a bong. And it gets to me, and I somehow, like, barely hit it. I fuck it up a little bit, but I was like, okay, it's passable. And then I hand it to the next guy, and then he drops it on the ground. And I was like, that's great. So <laughs> it's shat- it shatters, bro. It was done. The night was over. And I was like, that's, that's great because I had, I had so much anxiety, dude. But yeah, that was the first time I hit a bong. Wow, you go- like you Googled it. You're like, uh, I was I looking like, it up as I was like coming like around. A curb your enthusiasm moment or something like. Sort wow. of, yeah, no, it definitely was like in that in that vein of like, what is going on? Like, what am I fucking doing? Yeah, um, that's already it's... not necessarily the best way to smoke because I could already imagine how fucking dirty that bong was. I just, I'm just already. Oh, it was it. not good. Yeah, no, I. I, I will say I bought this edible from a girl who lives in a van and makes it in her own van. Van, right? it's all she has, right? <laughs> her living space. Um, her living space. It was we're, we're again we're at a different apartment complex, and um, it's this chick. She's got dreads, and she was like, "Do you want this crispy? Uh, oh fuck, what was it? it was like a crispy, crispy poontang." Co- uh, no, but, shut up. <laughs> what is that cereal? What is it? The the crisp the fruity pop- pebbles. No, it was fucking. Um, they've got the the guys. Oh my god! How many- <laughs> That's it- funny, Papa Check. I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> it's it's. Oh my god, I'm forgetting it, and it's gonna the cereal. Tree. Yeah, yeah, it's like a rice cereal. Krispies? Rice Krispies. Yes, thank you. I'm so stupid. Cool. Uh, so it was yeah. like a it was a giant Rice Krispie treat, but it was it was infused with um uh, uh, fucking Duana. THC. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. So I bought it and <laughs> I ate half. You've of already it. told me two horrible stories as to why everybody that says they don't like weed generally like has that shit story. Like where whoever it was that gave them weed gave them too much or just like not the right setting. And it's just like that's not cool. You don't I've got, drug people. I've got a I've got another bad one. <laughs> See, you can tell why I don't like weed. I've just had so many bad interactions. But dude, I ate half this rice krispie treat and I was on my friend's bed for two hours drooling like i just was straight up like out of my mouth it was terrible i was done a hundred percent if you haven't experienced it and don't know what you're feeling um it's just uh yeah it can be quite intense it can the body the hot yeah Uh, but i've never done it this is just all things that i've read on (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, I'm still I've still got Melsic Bagdasarian up on my screen for no reason. <laughs> Where is he fighting? Can you tell me that? What As is we he... finally move no, on. I, just, I, mean, I hope you I don't have to closed... run anywhere. I'm I'm good for a little bit. I wanted to watch his Victor <laughs> FC, but I'll I'll just have to catch a replay of it. All right. So uh that. yeah, let's um... shout out your girl Megan Anderson. At least I got oh, yeah. There you go. Megan. Oh, that's um, yeah. I guess I How about you say it right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time. Are you gonna say any of his wives' names? Are you from Arizona or Utah, bro? How many wives do you have? (laughs) (laughs) All that angst. All of the the drugs that I'm doing, the steroids that are in my system, which I'm so angry. (laughs) Whatever. Get a a refund on your steroid guy, bro. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. We made it. We got Nathaniel Wood versus Charles Rosa. I think the show is back on the rails. We'll see. 
No, it's yeah, not. No it's not. No, it's not. No, I, 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 no we're back. No, we're he back texted, on the rails. No, this is this we is something it. behind the scenes that TB doesn't know about. I promise you, this show is not back on the rails. Uh, so we got minus five sixty wood, plus four thirty Rosa. I don't know how you could possibly at this stage in your life be putting money on Rosa in a UFC sanctioned fight. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't know so, what's going on behind the scenes here. Um, we've got a we've got a six year we've got a six leg parlay. Oh god! Sent, oh, no. sent a while ago oh, no. by oh, our guy no. Bane. Oh and, no! Uh, we've got we've got Paul Craig. We've got Curtis Blades. We've got Chris Curtis. We've got Jordan Leavitt. We've oh, got Koi Love by KO or submission, okay. and of course, rationally. Of course irrationally because the, those five weren't enough because god forbid you got that far and you're like i'm not satisfied he also has which i guess is going to happen first he's got charles rosa by decision and it's like no here's why, why. here's why um um let's unpack this my six pick parlay for everybody listening Three dollars to win two thousand. It can't fail. Um, so uh, I I like Nate Wood, baby. I love the prospects, but he's won in his last three. Uh, he lost to John Dodson. He was finished. Casey Kenny decisioned him. He's going up a weight class to Charles Boston Strong Rosa Rosa two in his last. Uh, what is it? A million. Six? Yeah, right. It's, he, he's been <laughs> alternating wins and losses since 2014. Recently drops two in a row. Um, he, he, he's not impressive. But at the same time, I just don't see him getting finished necessarily. Bryce Mitchell couldn't sub him. And he hasn't been TKO'd since Shane Burgos. And that came in round three. Nathaniel Wood coming up a weight class. Not necessarily being a massive uh, KO threat. In the UFC, he's been a submission threat, but I, I I don't see if Bryce Mitchell can't sub him. Mitchell's a natural 145er, right? I don't see uh, Nate Wood getting it done, and I think that uh, Charles is going to be able to maybe out muscle and last to that. You should cash out mushroom. I'm not going <laughs> to cash out. What? I'm going to lose this immediately. Um, but Charles Charles Rosa by decision. I just don't trust Nate Wood. He's one in three in his last three. Um, <laughs> he's, no, he's one in he's one in two in his he's one in six in his last three. Exactly he right. He can't win a fight. But he hasn't even fought and he lost. He's Owen Seven in his last couple. The dumpster, dumpster diver. Fuck right. you! Fuck <laughs> you! Put that up. <laughs> it's just. You 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 want me to put money on a guy who's won one fight in his last three? There it is, oh going God. up a weight class against a BJJ uh, uh, black belt in Charles practitioner. Rose. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess practitioner is a better term. He's not going to sub him. I don't know if he's going to knock him out. I just I like Nathaniel Wood, but why is he minus five sixty? This is that's the, weird. This is the crux of what I'm getting to. Yeah, why is he a five to one favorite? Going up a weight class off of a loss. It makes no fucking sense. Well, so mm. why is because even though he lands, what is it, 1.29, like he's at least going for nearly three takedowns for 15 minutes, which is the clear path to victory against Charles Rosa. 
So if you take him down, which really doesn't take much, as his career takedown defense is 38%, basically the same as his as his takedown efficiency. When, when I win $2,000, do you want a couple bucks? Do I'll you want a, a few bucks when I win two grand? <laughs> oh, you, give, you give a guru a $2. He's asking I'll you for... You two. I'll give you three it's bucks. Like, I'll give you what I put up when I win $2,000. I, I, I appreciate that. I'll tell you, I'll bet you that same $3 that Charles Rosa does not win a decision specifically. How do you I'll, like I'll them apples? I'll bet you three dollars that he lands a flying head kick and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'll, this, I, I'll find you, Bane. I get I'll it. The you. line, the line, I get it is a little wonky. It's just like these UFC London cards. It feels like we get a little extra juice on. And um, yeah, I'll say, it. listen, Woods, the last piece, he's the final piece of the puzzle of, of my favorite parlay. Um, uh, I just feel like, yeah, he's moving up the weight class, but like when you saw what he looked like during his last weight cut where his fight got canceled, it wasn't on his end either. It was like Morales. Yeah, he, he made yeah. like Michael Chandler look not vascular. Like he yeah. was so <laughs> fucking jack. It was fucking crazy. He like if you paper cut him, like he might actually die. So yeah, it's will. a very good thing that he's moving up weight. Um, he was yeah. he was scheduled. If you guys actually remember. He was scheduled to fight Vince Morales at the last UFC London card, and that's when he looked so fucking crazy, and it was at the 145 weight uh, limit. Uh, but but look at this. I mean, three inches and, uh, of height difference. It kind of gets game over. Come on. <laughs> the reach is the same. Smoking like somebody now, that is 5'8". This has got Charles Rosa by decision all day, and I think that it's going to be a return to form. It's going to be the best Charles Rosa we've ever seen. And I cannot wait for Boston trying to get the hand raised via decision. He's not in Boston, though. Does that matter? I feel like that matters. He's um, like, shit, he's not in Boston? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. What do you mean he's not in Boston? Where the fuck he's, is he? Dude, it doesn't matter. He's, he's, he's always, he's mentally in Boston. You don't understand. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a mindset. I'm mentally always in Boston. Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. that's not intimidating. Yeah. Peabody. So, that's that's like, not yeah. an intimidating uh, name. That's, is so, that when they uh, signed the declaration? That... <laughs> I think that was oh, convincing. man. Uh, <laughs> I think that was convincing. <laughs> Mock, wow, God. This is, is the it. We did it, guys. We made fucking it. nasty. Oh, we did it. It's Macwan Americani versus JSP. Jonathan Peabody. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh man, uh, I don't. Here's I'll tell you what, man. I know that Pierce is on like a three five win streak. I do not fucking want to bet on this one at all because both are so inconsistent. Pierce was lit up by a fossil in Joe Lozon uh, just a couple years ago. Machwan Khani, always inconsistent. Bop, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> him, by, him by sub is at plus 330. I feel Maquan's best equity with his gas tank issues is probably going to be by snatching a neck or snatching a limb. So hammer by sub, but at the same time, Jonathan Pierce, th- three fight. I I don't give a fuck, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's, that's it. It's like, I, you know, JSP is like the weaponizer of pace. You know, the grappler, yeah. the I'm going to push you up on the cage. I'm going to get you taken down. I'm going to smother you. 
But at the same time, like Michael and Amir Khan, you're not doing that to him in the first round. Um, you know, it, Amir Khan needs to get off to a good start here. This could be the case of two grapplers stand on the feet and have a slow-paced kickboxing fight. Two grapplers, one where, cage. <laughs> yeah, one in, guy. In Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> As everybody in the live chat leaves because we're crazy. <laughs> they're all gone. They're oh, they've cleared out. We're bumping, we're bumping, baby. Keep it up. Make sure you like and subscribe for more people in Massachusetts content. Yeah, oh my um, god. Yeah, no, so uh listen, Amir Khani. I just don't know how <laughs> I mean the, the chat keeps growing, guys. I don't know what's happening. It's it's a mutant, it's out of control. Um so yeah, uh Amir Khani by submission. That was we laid it before the show started. We got a quarter unit, um, and and we threw it down. Plus 360 on FanDuel. Guru is always checking for us, uh, making sure we get the best line value. I've got I've got um, 400 units on Mach 1 in round one. I just I just DM'd uh, Guru about yes, it. Yes, did. 400 units. It is. This is true, guys. This is breaking news. Somebody let somebody let Luca Fury know. We got big money bets out there. That's actually shout out to I Eric just, Betts by. I just moved. Show. I moved the line. I moved the line completely he with did my move betting. The line. Um, plus three thirty. Now it's minus seven hundred. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I have blown the line apart. <laughs> Fuck you. Mark wants a minus two thousand favorite. Don't don't let Bane bet on your fights, and don't let Bane sleep with your girlfriend because he destroys them if you leave them with him. Oh my god. So many women unsatisfied. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually impressive though. I didn't think it'd be that many. So... <laughs> it's all of them. It's fucking all of them. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's... Many, but it's a hundred percent. I can't wait to I can't wait till my wedding night to disappoint her. Oh my goodness. <laughs> For the first time. Oh my Dude, god! Could you? Could you? I'll tell you what, man. My big critique of criti- uh, Christianity is like if you save it for marriage and then you fucking suck at sex, that's a bummer. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a not- fucking bummer. That's yeah, a technical a hard- fail. Absolutely. You're, how could you possibly? But that's how could you possibly be good at something you've never done? Well, I mean, I, I. I, I mean, I can do things. I... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something. <laughs> I'm gonna... Amir Khani, round one. Also, I'm good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've never I mean... jumped out of a plane, and I'm really good at that. I think I'm fucking. I'm amazing at it. I could... Well, I, everybody's. I'll tell you what, I man. Everybody's great at jumping out of a plane. Period. End it there. You could jump out of place the easiest thing ever. I think I'd pass out and forget to pull my parachute. That'd be like not (laughs) Who says you have a parachute? Who said we're getting a parachute? (laughs) We're living on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that was not a perfect belly flop. That was not a perfect belly flop. Russian judge only gave us six. We got uh, Muhammad Makayev at minus four fifty and Charles Johnson at plus three sixty. Um, stats. Yeah, I don't know. Something must have happened in the name spelling or something. Uh, we'll we'll look into it and on a deeper level. But listen, we don't have stats for Charles Johnson. Makayev's got all of sixty seconds worth of stats that don't mean shit. Charles so Johnson sounds like a fake name. Uh, yeah, it's actually the creator UFC character on UFC Four. Dude, but uh, shout out to Energy, bro. He's a savage no, for sure. No, follower uh, like, of the podcast, I believe. Correct. 
Um, I think so, but uh, we're looking to maybe you know we've reached out. Hopefully, uh, you know, I'd love to have him maybe he can cash a dub here and we can celebrate together on the show. Because honestly, from you know, you can't find all the brave tape. It's a little tough, but you know, when you're you're kind of not looking so good in the first round, you're two and a half minutes in, you're like, oh fuck, this just isn't my day. All right, just kick your opponent in the dick. You had no man. contest. <laughs> you know, so Makayev uh, also had a fight flagged on Tapology for like sketchy matchmaking. <laughs> we're getting, we're breaking it down. Um, sad songs at the end of the pod. Um, he no, does have good. a no contest due to accidental growing kick. I am yeah. that right now. Yeah. Accidental. I'm telling you, this was like he smashed him in the dick. It, all it took was one, and this fight was Look. over. I'll tell you what, man. If I was a pro MMA fighter, I'd hammer dick all day long, man. I'd be fucking, I'd be he does that. You dick. do that without being a pro MMA fighter. Of course you yeah, do. Yeah, but think if I was a pro MMA fighter, it, I have so many skills and experience hammering dick that I just... Well, that's, see, that's something maybe you don't have as much experience at, but you're very good at. See, remember you were trying to remember there an example go. before? Yeah. It's hammering dick. We got oh, it. Oh, could this be the little bet you yam bag bet? Could it Ooh. be? I'll tell oh. you, here's, here's my take on this one. Muhammad Makaif deserves all of the love in the world. He is a very big prospect. His amateur record speaks for itself. But Charles Energy Johnson, baby, this guy's not a fucking can. This guy is not an easy mm -hmm. pushover fight. No. LFA flyweight champion, recently dispatched of Carlos Motatazil, a very good friend of mine. And he deserves this limelight, baby. He deserves to be he in the does. UFC. Do I think he he's going to beat Muhammad? Not necessarily. I think Makayev is the better fighter. I think he possesses a lot more skills. But is this going to be a firefight? Absolutely. Makayev decision? I don't know. Makayev inside the distance? Maybe the best bet. I'd go with Makayev. <laughs> that that really fell funny. off at the end. That really just tapered. <laughs> that jumped off a cliff at the end there. But, like, you know what I mean. I don't know what's happening. But it's a good fight. Uh. <laughs> No, really. I'm, try I'm I trying to see the statistics, and it just says hashtag div, and then there's a slash, and that is I don't even know. <laughs> so, yeah, Guru, my, what are your I, thoughts here, man? I, listen, well, I was so impressed from what I saw from Makaya because if we've seen anything from Cody Durden in his last fight for, against JP Bice, like he's not a slouch. He's not some easy pushover. So the way Mokayev, you know, hurt him with that flying knee and then snatched his neck like, homie, that's not a fluke. Like, that's not luck. That's really time and, you know, zone meets prepper. Like, it's all the right things happening. He really may have that shit. But with all that being said, you're, you actually get to see somebody here in Charles Johnson who, like, legitimately has those fucking chops man he's not only the lfa flyweight champion he is the three-time lfa flyweight champion reigning defending you know vacated to come here and take this shot against a guy that i promise you nobody wants to fight but he's got a fucking chance here same age two inches of height which bane is probably you know, jumping all over. He probably had to go to the bathroom to relieve himself. He's, he's <laughs> so excited that he's two inches taller and he's got the reach advantage by a half inch. Um, the experience, if you guys watched his last fight, um, in the LFA, it would, man, that one was a fucking slobber knocker. That's like a fight of the year type fight. Um, 
against uh, Carlos Moda. Carlos Moda was undefeated 6-0 going into that fight. A very highly touted prospect. A fucking tough fight. A barn burner. And Charles Johnson edged it out, man. Um, this could be really, really tough. Um, especially if you start to see uh, Makayev pushed through that first round. So to that point, I kind of want to be on Charles Johnson on, on the dog because they're because the value has come crashing down. Um, uh, I know for a fact Makai was over minus 500, minus 520 even. And now he's like, what is he? Isn't he minus 400? Uh, well, the line is all the way back to Makai. Minus 100,000 favorite or underdog. <laughs> Whichever. Uh, it doesn't really make it. Minus, it doesn't make it. Minus, minus 450. Oh yeah, so yeah, plus three sixty. I do. Um, I kind of like our guy energy. Is that so, Guru? Would you say that this is in the territory of a dogger pass? Because I I keep hearing that term a lot, and I and and you think that minus what is it four fifty for Muhammad Makai? It's like there's no value there, so it's got to be a dogger pass play. I I would say that this fight maybe could is maybe not a dogger pass play. Okay, yeah, fuck me, right? Because no, only <laughs> only because I just think that if you want to play um Makayev, you play it early, and if you want to play Johnson, you play either Johnson straight up or Johnson later. Like I just round, think round one or two. I kind of I like that over two and a half narrative. plus one hundred. I like that fading the narrative because Charles Johnson is fucking game as shit. You're not gonna just get him out of there easy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Over, what are you doing over there? You playing Minecraft? What's going I'm, on? I'm I'm pulling up the sure dog. Of this <laughs> sure dog. No, uh, our right. nice fight Why does everybody got, uh... shit on sure dog? What because the they're like not More updated. Legit. Like, yeah, uh, they are. Dude, when I was using it's sure just... dog three years ago, you were shitting on me. Too. Well, yeah, that was, but that was the first place I'd heard. I had never heard of Tapology. You're like, this is place Tapology. Well, I like I like their that? layout on Tapology is a little cleaner for getting way like cleaner, their career stuff. Updated. But I feel like sometimes Sherdog sure has the specifics of like fighter height or um, if I if I've had four beers, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna go with Sherdog. Sure <laughs> <The laughs> I user have a bookmark. Clear. I have a yeah. bookmark. Sure. Favorite. Nah, you, definitely. Okay, so my thoughts on this one: Jai Black Cunt. Country banger Herbert oh. versus Kyle the monster. That's his th- I didn't make that up. That's his nickname. Um, I just don't <laughs> love this one for Jai Herbert, and I haven't loved any fight for Jai Herbert because he seems to have the durability of not to be disrespectful, a napkin. And so I just think minus 275 on a guy that's been finished by several featherweights. I mean, come on, your debut, you get KO'd by the fossil, the fucking, I mean, they dug him up from Egypt and they brought him to the oh, octagon, no. Francisco Trinaldo. Um, like, I just, I, I, I don't have any faith in him. And I'm not saying Kyle Nelson's yeah. great either. Nelson's been on the sidelines since losing to my good pal, Billy Corintillo, uh in September <laughs> of 2020. But, but at the same time, Nelson, you know, he's not, he's not that bad. So I just, if I can fade Jai, like why, okay, here's the thing. It doesn't even matter about this fucking matchup. It's like, why is Jai Herbert a minus 275 favorite? Shut up, TV. Why is Jai, why? <laughs> why no, no, Herbert? I was I was showing the Eric Best face was backing you up. <laughs> I didn't put a little smiley face there. He's was, always been a sure dog guy, but yeah, but Eric, we <laughs> love you, but you know. 
you're, you're, you know, we love, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh you, he's, he's the, you just start shitting. We love him. you. You're older. Yeah, you're older guys. Right sure dog is sure dog is the old man site, he's and that's okay because that's the one. Because that's the one that I hadn't. That's the one that I had known about. Like that's Daenerys the one I had heard about too. Because I'm a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You're. <laughs> You're, no, I'm saying Guru's going the scorched earth approach. Yeah, okay. I'm crazy. No, I love we love Eric. Come on. Yeah, we love everybody. Stop. But uh so yeah, well, we listen, I completely fun. agree. We're talking about the wacky wavy inflatable arm guy, uh, Wait, Jay yeah, Herbert. Yeah. If you hit him, he's gonna fall over. That's so, kind of how it goes. He's gonna hit you a little bit. You know, the arms are yeah, you know, a little bit of yeah. straight punches, you know, but at some so point you hit him he, and it's like oh What's interesting is that both of these guys have a brand new UFC contract that they are exercising at this point. Kyle Nelson is taking his first fight up uh, 10 pounds, right, up at uh, at lightweight here. Yes. It's his mm-hmm. first ever fight. He specifically wanted that. Um, I watched an interview with the wonderful, incredible, impressive uh, James Lynch. He had a one-on-one interview with Kyle Nelson, and in that interview – uh, Kyle had uh, specifically discussed why he has this 22 month layoff, which was that, uh, you know, he was waiting for a new contract, right? He had obviously gotten hurt pretty badly in his last fight against uh, uh, Billy Quarantillo, where Billy started that third round and, and sparked him pretty damn good. Um, so he's taking his time. He, he told the UFC specifically that he wanted to move up weight. And uh, it uh, didn't pan out for him in terms of getting the matchups. So they finally got him this matchup, and that's why he's fighting now. Jai Herbert, right, gets a gets a renewal on his contract, even though he loses to Ilya Teporia, uh, because of his win, his knockout win over Karma Worthy. And anybody impressed with a round one knockout win over Karma Worthy, I raise you that <laughs> that uh, uh, Kyle Nelson has one of his own. Kyle Nelson has a round one knock over, knockout win over Kamaworthy in 2017. He also so, has a win over Marco Polo Reyes, and they made a game over Marco Polo <laughs> that you yes. play at pools. So I think that <laughs> in terms of big wins, it goes to <laughs> Kyle the Monster Nelson. Also, <laughs> um, how, how about how about you just bet the fight doesn't go the distance because they're gonna kill each other? That like is somebody, the best. That's the best bet. Fight does not go the distance. Where's that? Uh, uh, minus one hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, th- yeah. That's got to be at least minus three hundred, no? I did. Let's see. It. I'm gonna because it's it. under one and a half is minus one fifteen. But do they have it listed on FanDuel? For, Dude, like, I'm if it if it's minus one fifteen under under one and a half five, hammer it. Come on, one it of these is. guys yeah. is getting clipped. One, look at look at how Herbert uh, did in the first round against Ilya Taporia. He really came out strong. I was impressed for the first five minutes. Uh, if he does that against Kyle Nelson, <laughs> what, what, TV, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, I mean, you know, being impressed for the first five minutes, I mean, that's, it's a minus lot two, more than, minus, than, than, than what's normally provided. You know? Minus 250. Minus, for what? The fight doesn't go the distance on FanDuel. Oh, so just hammer minus 115 on under point 1.5. Ooh, you're really you're that confident that in under seven minutes? No. <laughs> so just hammer it. I just like losing money, so hammer it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean Kyle Nelson's losses, right? Round three to Billy Quarantillo, round three to Matt Sales, round two. Actually, that one would cash against Diego Pajaya. Um, yeah. and his win versus Polarius would cash. So for sure. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. fuck it. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm really, I Herbert. Honestly, you may, you even may want to wait till that fight happens live because if you start feeling the pace of the card and the UFC London cards happening like the last one, bet a finish, bet that under one and a half because they'll kill each other. That yeah, energy is going to be nuts. Boom, boom, versus Kyle Nelson. <laughs> yeah. He's fighting back to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he takes care of Mandy Burn. He's taking. <laughs> so we got a uh, Mandy Burn versus Victoria Leonardo. That's Greg Hardy FC. We don't. We don't. Oh we don't, we don't no. fight That's my favorite fucking championship. <laughs> Listen, hey, don't let you know who here you say that. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, oh, no. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, well, so, uh, we got, uh, yeah, I don't know how you trust the monster here. Um, Victoria Leonardo, the question is, does her arm break for, like, the third or fourth time? Well, I just don't see how Mandy Burham is going to be the one to inflict that type of damage. I just, I don't see what she does that's. That's damaging in any which way. Uh, her striking on the feet, terrible. She relies on just being like a size bully when it comes to the grappling. And she gets to her UFC debut and it's like, oh, I'm actually fighting someone that like actively cuts a solid amount of weight and like Ariane Lipsky and like, you know, kind of understands like reversals and transitions on the mat. Not that they're an expert, but like just kind of understands it. Mandy Bohm can't just transition into mount from being, uh, you know, from being underneath in full guard like she did on the regional scene. She would get taken down, and all of a sudden she's on top, raining down and getting the knockout. That doesn't happen in the UFC, and you see in her debut that's just what she runs into, the issue of I'm now fighting UFC-level talent. Victoria Leonardo, she ran into the problem of I'm fighting Manon Firo in my debut. Similar issues, except one of them was against Manon Firo. So I think I give a bigger pass to Victoria Leonardo. Um, also losing to Melissa Gatto by having your arm fall apart you know, due to like submission attempts and kicks and stuff like, you know, okay, I get that too. But, you know, Mandy Brom, I just don't see what you're going to do. And how are you the favorite at minus 130? This fight should just be straight up even or Leonardo should be the favorite. Plus 110, get me started. We're going Leonardo. Yeah, with, without a doubt, you could only play the dog on this fight. I have no idea why Mandy Brom is a favorite. Um, If you look at her tapology and not her <laughs> sure dog because i don't know how to read that um you can see that the wins on her tapology are i thought that said and she got the clip beat out of her and i was like oh, that's <laughs> really rude God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> i know right that's i was gonna say that would be really rude of them to say um, <laughs> okay so mandy bohm was <laughs> Okay, so Manny Boom, her record, right? Her she is only her first fight ever is a no contest. Then she fights another O and O fighter, another O and O fighter, three and one, two and three, O and one. Uh the lovely, incredible Jade Mason Wong was uh uh three and O at the time, but uh you know, has since moved into uh bare knuckle boxing, is not an MMA fighter at the very Let's least. Let's go, Jade. I love her. And then uh fights uh Greet Eckhout, who's five three and one in Bellator. Simple alert. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, hey! <laughs> you be respectful now. All right. So then for whatever reason, she's got fights booked. She has a fight booked with national fighting championship 
doesn't happen. Then she gets her call up to the UFC. They try twice with Talia Santos. It doesn't work out. They give her Ariana Lipsky, and she loses by decision. She doesn't throw anything. She doesn't inflict any damage. She gets taken down. It's like it's not a good showing at all. And uh, I, she gets close to taking She just was getting controlled. It was not very cute. And uh, you look at somebody like Victoria Leonardo. <laughs> that wasn't really hot of her. Wasn't, I, just no, did, I, I wasn't really attracted to that performance yes, personally, <laughs> like me. I just just didn't really like <laughs> Babe, you can clean that up. <laughs> babe, why aren't you why aren't you fucking her up, babe? I mean, come on. I'm trying to rub one off here and you're not helping me out. Oh my god. What am, I, what am I, Pat Barry? Relax, guys. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> what is Blue Turtle? Who the fuck is Blue yeah. Turtle? Yeah, yeah. what is Blue, Blue Turtle? Wait, why do I not see the chat? Does that, do you guys see that? I Are you on private chat. chat or comments? I'm on comments. I don't know how to have it come up at all. Yeah, I don't know. You Guru is a struggle bus just in general. So. Oh, shit. I'm also not plugged in. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. So. All right. So, my point is before we get to <laughs> off the rails again, is that. Um, <laughs> That she's actually fought crazy competition, Victoria Leonardo, right? Yeah, Chelsea Hackett. Oh, um, Leonardo Ninja Turtle. Oh, Ninja Turtle. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> that is such a deep <laughs> reference. Holy it's so shit! Good. It's so Let's deep. Turn. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Papa Chuck, saving our night here. Anyway, about that <laughs> fight level of competition, she fought somebody we all know in Manon Firo, right? Who is now fighting Caitlin Chikagian for like, you know what I mean? She's literally climbing the fucking ranks to be, she's doing it Alex Pahea style, climbing the ranks. So like that shit's wild. So losing to her, not a big fucking deal. And then she's so, and again, we say, Fighters are tough, and I know it's like extremely cliche, but her arm is actually literally broken for the second time. And she's like, I'm good, let's go, I'm fine. And then they pull the doctors in, and she's like, No, 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 I'm good. She's like, And they like touch her arm like the littlest bit. They're like, No, it's fucking shattered. Like, she can't fight. She's like, No, no, I'm good. You don't understand. She's like, No, you don't understand. Your forearm is actually shattered. So, um, I have my doctor's degree i'm gonna show it to you over there i have my doctor's degree you get six months right broken arm you heal maybe a little pt two three months after that another couple months of some fighting camp you here gotta go hang out with Man. master splinter here she is here she is versus Mandy. here she is versus mandy bohm and i like her dog odds to get it done baby hang on let me grab you my She's dude, she's crawling in the sewer. <laughs> that's, that's Radioactive material. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. So I I've done zero research on this matchup, but Mandy Bone has a better. My, I she's... have my 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 medical degree right here. It's on the back of this cereal box. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I applied for it. You collect enough box tops here and you apply for your medical degree and you can say that within six months you can heal from a broken arm and then you know you do a couple months of pt and then you can win a fight against mandy bohm it says I it love, right here i love that that was within reaching distance for you <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. are um, you calling out 
about my eating habits. This is a guru experience. I'm just saying. Uh, okay, so the only thing I have for this Mandy Bohm and Victoria Leonardo fight is Mandy Bohm has a better tapology picture, so I'm going to go with her. That's all I got to say. All right. It's just higher quality. Wait, after all that, did you just go with Mandy Bohm? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No, what the <laughs> fuck is that? No, uh, no I don't accept. What the fuck? All right, that's picture? it. We the did picture? it. The picture? That's We've it? got one more. We've got Claudio I Silva. I didn't yeah. sway you at all. No, not with your <laughs> Instagram. No, the fuck. Oh my uh, god, wait, what is going on? Oh no. Uh, all right, uh, we're going searching. We're going searching manually. We're good. Dig. Is it? Put him against. Oh, against yeah, there he is. Boston. Okay. Cool. <laughs> we could put them against anybody, so it is fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, so hey guys, the train is arriving at the station. Half of the wheels are off. The windows have all been broken. Uh, half the passengers have passed away as we arrive at our last fight. <laughs> as the train. In every corner. Every corner. <laughs> I'm not going to find the bathroom. Second, a sec- I could get canceled from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Never. I feel like that would actually be impossible. Uh, <laughs> best time we've had in a while. Uh, maybe oh, ever. God. Who knows? But we got Claudio Silva. Versus Nicholas Dalby. This is the, uh, the backyard grandpa fest. Yeah. Old man backyard barbecue uh, brawl. So I I, I did a, a podcast right before we did this one, and I was sober. And I'll try and repeat exactly what I said on that one. Um, keep in mind, <laughs> I've done zero research on this matchup. <laughs> um, um, here's what I said. I've done zero research. I was bullshitting. And they were like, yeah, I agree with you. Um <laughs> <laughs> Claudio Silva, two years older than Nicholas Dalby. He just seems like he's a bit slower. He's at a three-and-a-half-inch reach disadvantage. I just think at this point in his career, he doesn't present the problems that Nicholas Dalby typically brings to the cage. Dalby's a guy who's been there. He's proven himself. He's gone into the trenches. I don't see that from Silva. And this has Nicholas Dalby written all over it. I said that. I, I've had zero research on this. <laughs> Wait, I you didn't do been... that with the other ones, though, right? <laughs> well, I'm drunk, dude. What the fuck do you think I did? <laughs> I can't. Oh, I th- no. I've been making. I've been making terrible parlays this entire podcast. It's been excellent, though. Oh no! It's been so good. Drew's like, wait. I started betting my money, yeah. and, I, and I'm not just following what our chronic combat plays are. Yeah, I this thought is you, a Saturday special right here. Yeah, I thought we laid minus 310 on Jai Herbert. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> oh, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to punch you so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Uh, you just yes, have one of those faces. I just want to punch <laughs> That's a great movie. Anyway, no. So this fight, Dalby, I feel like Dalby is like, a very very tough commodity to trust at this point in time he i will never forgive him for stealing my money against daniel rodriguez in a fight he didn't win um uh, he had an unfortunate fight against jesse uh, ronson where he got rocked knocked down and then submitted and uh jesse ronson tested positive for steroids probably the same guy bane was using and uh and then and then you know after that you know he's been he lost to tim means who you know tim means has uh had an up and down career so far right you know losing his last fight to kevin holland before that 
simply beating Nicholas Dalby. So it had been a year since he had fought. Um, yeah, I just I'm not sure what Dalby has to offer at this point. When you flip it, the when you flip it inversely though, what does Claudio Silva have to offer at this point? Uh, losing to Court McGeevy, unanimous decision, and James Krause in his last two outings hasn't fought in a year and two months as well. I uh, I'm not really sure where Claudio Silva, uh, you know, is going to have an advantage. He's going to need to get the ground, get his men where Dalby has not lost a fight before. He's never been finished. So I honestly like this fight to go the distance. So you don't even have to bet a fight aside in this fucking wacky fight. You can get the fight to go the distance on FanDuel at minus 120. And I honestly think that's a good way to, uh, like I said, not have to lay chalk on Dalby or chase a dog that's probably too old to get it done. I don't know. Look at how many submission attempts Claudio Silva has. He's a hundred thousand. He has at least two hundred and thirty-three <laughs> submission attempts in his past three fights. He's got, Each. I just, I think it's worth a step. <laughs> <laughs> So I think without further ado, I mean, uh, I think we gave you guys our all this card. That was what uh, did you even say about that fight? Oh me, uh, I don't even know, man. But nothing to say. The first fight. Fuck that one. That's where you you got to make sure that you smoked enough, you drank enough, and you're ready to get the party started. Get your mimosas poured up. The the fights start mad early, so I'll be at Guru's house way earlier than I want to be. This, this class starts at 8 a.m. <laughs> no I was waiting for his reaction. <laughs> Wait, no sorry, babe. What was that? Yeah, what did it you starts, say? It starts at 8 a.m. my time. So then fly oh. here, and it can start at 11. I'll start, hang so on. I'll book I'll book a flight from 4 a.m. and then <laughs> I'll have the flight delayed. There you go. Oh my goodness. But um, Bane, are you gonna come out for? Uh, they're gonna do it in. Uh, they're gonna do MSG in November. No. Uh, <laughs> why not? That's um, the PFL is bringing the PFL is bringing me out from August first to the sixth. Uh, oh, for the uh, Hulu Theater pitch. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, we were thinking excited. about we were thinking about attending. Dude, we go. Sure we, we go. Can, we can do we can do a live show. Yes, we'll go. We we gotta go now. We gotta get. Well, we gotta this. listen. Yeah, yeah, listen. Maybe you can hit up somebody up. We can get a maybe a press pass or something. Get in there with you. No. If you I would ride your coattails anywhere. Well, here's the thing, dude. If you guys are like in that area, apply. Apply for credentials because they approve anybody. Like I don't I don't I don't it's not that's not meant to be disrespectful. They want TV do that. We applied for CFFC and it didn't didn't we didn't hear back, so we're gonna. Okay, well, PF, trust me, because I was they. I was in. They flew me out to Texas in April, Ooh. and there was like a couple guys who like ran local podcasts and like nothing massive, right? And like y'all, y'all have a good. Like you said, y'all, y'all are fucking building momentum. So I think if you apply, and I can work some shit for you if yeah, you're interested. Sure, um, we're in the area, and, and yeah, we're willing fucking, to do it. I'll get. I'll, I'll try to get you credentialed. No problem. So we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna have TV set that up right now in terms of an application and, and on the, the the little notes will say <laughs> check ben we know Davis bane for, yeah we know check. the bane no but Text seriously you know, 
you know, I, I honestly, I, I even feel terrible about doing that on air. I kind of felt like we did that off air, but do we, we honestly, we had such an incredible, <laughs> incredible time with you, man. Like it, it felt yeah. so organic. Like it honestly sucks that we're going to hang up and do other things. Like we should go out to the bar and keep this shit. Going. That's what That's I'm fucking saying. Fun. Right. But we I are really across appreciate the that. country. You guys are, we are, so you guys are in New York. Uh, Jersey. We in Jersey. We in Jersey. I gotta go to the cake boss and get some fucking cupcakes. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that guy literally a criminal? Didn't he go to jail? <laughs> <the air? laughs> I have no idea. If they, I I, I'll tell you what, man. Like, if it came out that Buddy Velasco was a sexual predator, I would be like, yeah, that makes Who sense. Who the fuck is that? But that's the cake boss. Oh, okay. Can somebody Google that? I'm gonna Google it. What's his name? Buddy Velasco. <laughs> Buddy Vel- I think it's Velasco. Velasco. I've got eight beers in front of me. I can't even fucking Buddy use my cake keyboard. But Buddy Google Cake them. Boss. <sighs> oh man. All right. Well, hey guys. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, thank you everybody for Seriously. first and foremost at Ben the Bane Davis. If you guys aren't following him, you're making a gigantic mistake. And honestly, like. Your your ass backwards if you were watching us without knowing who Ben the Bane Davis is. So, um, living he, legend he lost, in the MMA. He lost community. his hand. The cake boss <laughs> lost his hand. <laughs> what the? Why do you mean he lost not, his man. hand? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, I remember in 2020 he had his hand impaled by a pin setter at his bowling alley in his own house. He underwent two emergency surgeries. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's what happened to him. He didn't get arrested. He was his own bowling. bowling his own bowling. No, but the bowling alley in his house. Oh, I <laughs> I it was his own bowling alley. <laughs> me me like, oh my god, he went bowling and lost his hand. I think it's probably that fine. I think so... he just got crushed. I think he's oh fine. Oh my god. <laughs> he, he well, without further ado, hand. people. Uh, I guess sure... we can cross the cake boss off. Again. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got the cake boss on this episode. Fuck. <laughs> All right, Guru, take us away, man. The people Dude, Bane, of, uh... two, Bane, two hours with us, buddy. Thank you seriously so much for being here. It means the world to us that you'd take your time out to do this. We we literally had a blast. We we're laughing. I think for an hour of the two hours, it was it was truly amazing. Um. Thank you all for for being here in the live chat. Again, means so much. That's why we continue to talk to each and every one of you the best that we can. Um, thanks so much to all the listeners. You can follow me at Guru Scouting MMA on Twitter, Verdict, Instagram, and Tapology. You can find my amazing, hardworking co-host TB Scouting MMA on Twitter, Verdict, Instagram, and Tapology. If you somehow aren't following at Ben the Bane Davis on Twitter, um, that's a fucking mistake. He's also the same Ben the Bane Davis on Instagram. Um, I follow you on Verdict, my brother. I expect to follow back. Now we we go. I want to be going head to head with you every week. Um, they haven't they haven't that, legalized it in Arizona, so I can't. No, I I mean just because you can check the buddies how each your buddies that's do. That's true. Yeah, that's each, very true. I, well, I I love the Verdict tournaments. Verdict tournaments. If you guys They're don't know, fun. you can start working some money into your Verdict picks if you feel like you're confident mm. about your betting knowledge. Then put some money behind it on Verdict. That's the place to do it. And listen, the the Bane is like you know the TikTok ambassador of Verdict MMA, and uh, just a, a sidebar very quickly. We I have a we have a group chat with my buddies. Look, yeah, that's me with the there with the uh, old jersey. I'm following. I'm following. Oh, you are. All right, there <laughs> yeah. we go. Let's go. 
All right. No, that's my old Avi too. I probably have to change it at some point. But uh, sidebar is like, that doesn't look like you. That is a a that's Zarzino Rosen like in the pool. Yeah, it's amazing. I we literally have a group chat with our buddies for about like over three years now on the MMA based group chat, and it's called the Verdict Crew. We have been part of Verdict for like a long time, and uh, I love Verdict. So to see you, who we also love get partnered up with them in the interim between uh, our last podcast and this one together was just uh, a super wonderful thing. So I wanted to shout out you and them for uh, making a, a wonderful, Absolutely. wonderful partnership there. And uh, we're going to let everybody go now. Seriously. Thank you so much for joining. <laughs> you can join us next week for UFC 277. We've got the rematch that everybody's been looking for. Juliana Pena, the champ defending her belt against the goat, the quote, Amanda the Nunes, quote. the quote. She listen. It's I think a big part of her legacy might be on the line next weekend. And we've got none other than Brady DFS by the numbers joining Ooh. us. And we are we again, we couldn't be more excited. So we, we're looking to cash checks this weekend. We're looking to cash bets next weekend. Thank you for joining us. Make sure you tune in next week and take care.